Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, she's in here. Good morning, Psychic America. Who cares? Yeah, I think it's a Shoshana. Okay. Good morning, Psychic America. This is Tracy Brown coming to you today, October 11, 2014. Let me start to say 2013, but I mess up the date constantly. Hi, everyone. How are you today? Um, I am going to get the show started straight away because I am not feeling well, so I am going to just get the show started. And I'm going to bring on Malcolm, the ordinary. Hi, Malcolm. Hey, what's up, Tracy? How are you doing today? Not bad. How are you? I'm okay. You're not feeling well, huh? Nope. Well, that's too bad. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, I do have a suggestion, though. What's that? Don't get on a plane and say that you have Ebola. It'd be bad for you. <laughs> Malcolm, why would anybody joke that way? Stupidity. That's the only thing I could come up with. You have to be the biggest. That's like saying you're on a plane, I have a bomb, you know, <laughs> The only other thing that would be worth saying I have Ebola (laughs) is I have a bomb. I have to tell you, Ebola is the new bomb. Like, you don't... It is. I agree. It's so selfish and so considerate, and you keep people um, getting to their destinations, getting their travel plans. I don't understand why anybody would do that in this day and age. Well, you know what, to be honest, he is surely regretting that little joke that he made, because apparently when he was on the plane, he had been coughing and sneezing, and I guess people around him had commented about him. I guess he figured he would teach them a lesson, but ultimately oh. he got taught the lesson because, oh. you know, they, they, you know, I don't know if you saw the video, it was on CNN, but he, they came on, you know, the, the flight attendant made the hey. announcement that, you know, it's going to be worse than what it looks, but... And so they brought on the people in the hazmat suits, and they came in and watched this little stupid behind right off the plane. Okay, Malcolm, you've seen those movies, right? You've seen those movies where, you know, la-di-da, la-di-da, and then all of a sudden, I can't tell you which movie, I don't know. Oh, I think one of the movies I could remember was E.T. One of the teams in E.T. E.T. had it where they had the hazmat suits and they came in. And I remember looking at that scene and I was like in awe. I would have been mortified if I was on a plane not knowing anything except that we're stuck on a tarmac and hazmat came on. Well, the the flight attendant didn't make an announcement. But more importantly, I mean, when you're on a plane, I ride buses, right? And I'm always very, very critical of people who are on there. I hate to say it, but if you're on there sneezing and coughing, I mean, I understand people got to work. Some people don't have health care. I mean, they don't have a job that allows them to take off when they're sick. That's right, Malcolm. Which is a crime in itself because uh, I think when you're sick, you do everybody a disservice by showing up because now you just gave it to everybody else in your vicinity. And, That's you know, right. To be on a plane, and you know, and I understand you you pay for your vacation, but you you're on a plane and you're coughing and sneezing, and then you're going to joke about it like, oh yeah, I have Ebola, huh? <laughs> well, it's think. funny you should.
It's funny you should say that because just now I went to go get my coffee at my favorite place, Panera Bread. It's not my favorite coffee, but the place is my favorite place. I have other places where I like coffee from, but in my neighborhood, you know, my options of um, coffee bean or Panera Bread, and I choose Panera Bread because it's cheaper, actually. But it's still my well, favorite place. The, I'm sorry, which is mm-hmm. wait till they get to Dunkin' Donuts, and then you'll really be in heaven, right? Malcolm, I already went to the Dunkin' Donuts. Well, I mean, but when they come here and there, but you do like Dunkin' they're Donuts. They're not come. Listen, Malcolm, mm-hmm. I spoke to the owner. I had this lengthy conversation with the owner while I waited online for two hours. What? You waited in line for two hours to get coffee? <laughs> <laughs> Was it crack? I mean, (laughs) you actually waited for two hours to get coffee? Wow. That's deep. deep. I would never wait for you to get coffee. Listen. I grow coffee and grind it up and make it myself in two hours. Well, you actually. Well, you get good coffee. So other than, like, the type that you literally purchase, you know, you can't compete against Dunkin' Donuts. I don't know if America knows this. Dunkin' Donuts is the dot-com bomb. Like, it is crazy good. And whenever I travel back to New York City, I I can't even call my family. I've have, I have to have Dunkin' Donuts in my hand first. I have to get that craving out. But in any case, I, you know, when it first came out, like I think the first week or two, maybe the first week or two, you know, I went, I don't know like what what it's like right now. I went and it was like maybe 4.30 and there was a three hour wait at that time. To get coffee? Mm-hmm. So then, <laughs> so then we left. And and I was like having um like a like a conniption fit, but quiet. Like I don't so like temper tantrums, but I just kind of started pouting. And then they're like, "Are you? Is this like something that you really really need?" And I was like, "Well, it's not that I need it; it's a desire." And I was like, "Okay, fine. Why don't why don't we just leave? You know, eat, come back, right?" come back at 9.30, and it was still an hour and a half. Wait. 9.30 at night? Uh-huh. And you had to wait an hour and a half to get coffee? Uh-huh. Okay, so listen. Okay, so. Jeez. So then I pref- <laughs> I befriended this kid um, who was sitting in his car, and I was like, are you, like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, my family's waiting over there. And then we started talking, all of us. It's like, oh, okay, well, how about if we just go with your family? So I did, you know, skip the line, Malcolm. And let me tell you, also, God loves me. <laughs> but, and, but God loves me so much. When I cut the line, waiting, we're still waiting. But at some point, like the owner came out and he's like, "We have to close." And he, we, I had, wait, I had already been talking with him because he's from Jersey, blah 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 blah. And of course, you know, I'm gonna interact with anybody from the East Coast. And 
He gave me the whole history. There's a whole big um, factory in Crenshaw that they've built. These these are all over, but everything's going to come from one factory in Crenshaw, right? And right. So, so I had this big conversation with him, and he knew. He knew. He knew from, like, me, like, I needed coffee. So he goes to cut the line, and then he looks at me, and he goes, I have to cut it here. And it was complete silence. Like, everybody around me, because you make friends when you're in line with, some, with people that long. Like, they become your new family. And so... Every- <laughs> wow, okay. And then yes, I don't people have just look. I never stand in line that long. I've never done people. it. It was actually fun. It was actually fun. And then, and then people looked, and they were like, they were shocked because they knew that like, I might have a, a full-on meltdown because we had all talked about our different stories, where we all came from, how I'd been here earlier, blah, 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 blah. It was full-on meltdown. Like, they knew. And then he looks at me, and he goes, you know I wouldn't do that to you. And I was like, oh, thank you. And he cut the line behind me. Like, I just made it. Wow. Well, that goes a lot to say that you're a friendly person, Tracy, and people will look out for you. That That's good. They probably would have cut the line right in front of me because I wouldn't have been talking to anybody. So. <laughs> I'd have been listening to my iPod and, you know, minding my own business. But. Right. <laughs> so there you have it. I told him I would write a blog about it, but I never got around to doing it. So I'm going to still be committed to that. Cause there's another one opening up. And I'm telling you this whole story because there's not a – a Dunkin' Donuts is not coming anywhere near me other than Santa Monica, which is very near Koreatown, actually. Um, but the next well, one is going to be, huh? I was going to say you go straight down Olympic, you'll get there. And, and that's exactly what we did, exactly. But in any case, so, and I'm bringing this whole story up because, oh, we got on coffee, but I didn't mean to get on coffee because the girl at Panera Bread, we are talking about sickness in the plane. That's how this whole thing started. And, um, you know, you always go, how are you feeling? Am I the only person that just said, I'm doing good, fine, I'm doing good? And if I know you a little more intimately, I might go into details. But if you're serving me my cup of coffee, my cup, I don't need you to tell me how sick you are. (laughs) Yeah, see, I, if you're telling me you're sick, I'm probably not going to drink the coffee. I'm like, right. all right, now it's contaminated. <laughs> oh, my God. I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a phobic about illnesses. I, you know, I'm, I agree. I, I get, a little, get a little worried. I, I saw Outbreak. I don't know if you ever saw that movie, but that puts <laughs> enough fear in you to last your lifetime. <laughs> I, I agree. And I was like, oh, shit, what am I going to do now? And I can't like, tell her how. <laughs> in fact, pour it out in front of her, like, see, this is what I think of you. <laughs> in any case, let me tell everyone I don't have that kind of sickness. I literally have stomach pain. So I was accidentally running with. with cash, not on purpose, by accident, and but I was forced to run, or I think I was forced to run. In any case, I think I might have a hernia. Can women really? get hernias? I 
I uh, Malcolm, I'm in so much pain. <laughs> everybody can get a hernia. So. <laughs> but did um, I hear you laugh? <laughs> I only know for no, men to I get hernia. Uh, no, I didn't laugh at that <laughs> one because anybody can get a hernia. Hernias are no joking matter. Nothing to laugh about. They're very painful, and, and um, yeah. I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to ask you your symptoms because I'm not going to even try to diagnose you, but um, you might want to go to well, a doctor about that. Cause if you've you do never have one, been, I need to It feels like I'm pregnant, but I'm not, but that's what it feels like with pain. Like, and my stomach yep. is distended, so I can't even, like, suck my stomach in. And it's the low, it's like underneath my stomach is where the pain is. And I think that's where you would catch a hernia, no? Um, yeah, kind of. I mean, uh, there's a lot of different ways hernias present themselves, but what you're describing could possibly be a hernia. Uh, my niece just had an operation to correct a hernia, and she's a little young, skinny thing. So, uh, Which one? The, the one in Sacramento or the one here in Long Beach? The one, she wound up with a she she wound up with a hernia. Yeah. My, my oldest niece, the one that actually had gone to Fresno from Vegas to wherever the heck she's yeah. at now. Uh, yeah. Recently? She's not in either place. Uh, she had the operation recently. Yeah. <gasps> oh, I've never heard it. She's so grown. What happened? I don't know. She. It's probably something that came from her childhood because she also made him tell me that her belly button has gone from an Audi into an any. So she's happy <gasps> about that with the, with the oh. hernia surgery. <laughs> so. Well, that's what I feel like. Like, my stomach is distended, so I can't even, like, suck it in. And so my prayer, if it's going to be anything, my prayer is that it is a hernia. If it's going to be anything, I'll be okay with the hernia. <laughs> or nothing. I'll be okay with either one. So you so, said you were I, running? Mm-hmm. What about your knees? I thought you had knee issues. Sorry. I do. No. It's, you know, it's one of those things where my knees, I had to put, like, bandage, not bandage, um, there's this, like, electro things that I use on my knees. I don't think you've ever seen it, but I, I have it always. So, but it's one of those things when you have adrenaline, doesn't matter what doesn't work. You're just going to do what you have to do. Well, that's true. What, you, what somebody was chasing you? Or, okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm walking my dog, right, Malcolm? In Psychic yeah. America, I'm not supposed to walk my dog 11.30 at night. I know this. I know this. 11.30 at night? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I know no. this. I, 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 don't I know, know where you live in. That's not the place to be walking at <laughs> 11.30 at night. <laughs> Sorry to say. <sighs> I know. I know. But I, I got home, and I didn't walk them right away. It doesn't make a difference. But something told me, don't walk dog, uh, cat, uh, phones. Cause I have a little uh, Pomeranian guy, and he's like teacup and takes forever to walk. So something told me, don't walk phones, the little ones. Yeah, because he's, he's the walking dead. I mean, so. <laughs> <laughs> he actually looks like the walking dead, you know. <laughs> he looks like one of the zombies from walking dead. 
is. The neighbors call him zombie because he's like 13 years old. He, looks, he should be dead. He won't die. Yeah, he won't he die. To this day, he won't die. It's And it's a nightmare. Like, every day I'm like, phone? Phone to see if he's dead? And he's like, no, mommy, no. No, and he's, he, okay, in any case, I'll post a picture of Bones one day, guys, on Twitter. So I don't walk yeah, Bones, should. I walk cats. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you know I'm going to take a cute angle. I'm not going to take him looking zombie-ish. No, you should take so, the, the real angle. <laughs> With the tongue hanging out. Okay, I Make will. Make sure you have the tongue hanging out. <laughs> I, I will, I will. Anyway, so but in any you're case, walking the other one. <laughs> I'm walking the other one, and there's a couple of mistakes I'm making. I don't even have the other one on the leash. So not only is it 11.30 at night, she's not even on the leash. And so I'm around the corner from my house, and Cash is in one section. I'm in another section. I've got on my pajamas, okay, and it's obvious, right? I see a car pass me going east. They see me, two guys in the car, they see me, they, 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 I think they're speeding, but they stop short, they go in the alley, they pull right back out, and then they sit at the, at the red marking on the sidewalk where I have to walk past them. And then the guy opens up the passenger side car. And wow. so, excuse me, at this point, I'm thinking, well, I'm, probably going to die at this point. Um, I'm not walking past these dudes. I'm just not going to do it. Not with an open, like they're prepared. And and I, I, I don't know what they were doing. Maybe the guy was throwing up. I don't know. But, and I'm in a dark spot. So they, lucky for me, they can't really see me at this point because I'm walking further and further away from them. But I'm trying to assess the situation and Cash and I are not in the same vicinity. So then I decide, okay, if I'm going to do anything, ironically, I'm going to go in my building from the alley, which is darker. I was going to say, that's a little more dangerous, actually. Uh, but. And I've got to make a split-second decision. I've got to decide whether or not I'm going to be bold enough to walk past these guys, and maybe they aren't doing anything, but... But the way it all went down, it didn't look good, is what I'm trying to say. They looked at me, you know, it looked like they were speeding, and then they immediately turned into the alley, backed out, and then came back and sat at the curve where the red is. And so I decide to run in the alley to my apartment instead of walking past them. So I look at Cash, and I was like, Let's go. And I'm hauling it. Broken knees and all. I'm hauling it. And Cash is like, I like, why are we running? I don't get it. She doesn't follow me. And so I'm at my apartment complex. <laughs> no, I'm just, I just got a visual of you running a dog kind of running out the direction of like, like whatever. Um <laughs> So I'm at my apartment complex. I got the door open, and I go, who the fuck is this dog? So I turn around, and I'm screaming. And I know I'm safe now because I, I do have the door open. I know I'm okay. But I'm screaming, cash, cash, 
come on. And then she finally gets it. She starts hauling it. And then she stops again. She goes, why am I running? And I'm like, oh, my God. I've got the dumbest animals ever. So as I was running, I did feel something in my belly go blop. Like, blah, blah. Like, I felt that. And I remember as I was running, saying to myself, What is that sound? (laughs) I'm sorry to laugh. (laughs) But the knees maxed one pain, and I heard the sound from my stomach, but I didn't connect it all. In any case, by the time I woke up, I was in severe pain. Severe. Well, there is another option that you could have possibly done. What? And your other option is you could have strained an abdominal muscle, which is what Shaq did when he played for the Lakers. Remember he had that strained abdominal muscle? Hurts a lot, hard like, to move. I don't like Shaq. Well, that doesn't have anything to do with a strained abdominal muscle. <laughs> just me. Um. I mean, some people love him, some people hate him. But, you know, I don't but, like him. But he still pulled an abdominal. Okay. So maybe that's what I pulled, you're saying. Yeah, it's a possibility. I mean, especially if you were running at the time. You know, mm-hmm. it sounds like something that could have happened. But I got a suggestion for you, Tracy, because, you know, the thing is this. I don't know mm-hmm. if you're aware of this, but criminals come out at night. So <laughs> the later, the better. Walking the dog at close to midnight, is that's, that's a bad move. Yeah, it's just, it is. You, know, you should have been, you know, and without the leash, too, you should have had him on a leash. You should have walked out. Maybe just yeah. walk out in the alley with the dog, do the stuff, and, you know, stay close to the door. Don't go nowhere. Yeah, I know. I, I learned my lesson, and after all this pain, I learned my lesson. And then the worst part is, like, I can't even stay home, Malcolm. Like, I don't have sick time. You have sick time. I don't have sick time. Right, and I understand people don't. So, you know, when I say people should stay home, I understand sometimes they don't have a choice. And and, and I'm bringing that up because in the beginning of, of us talking, I mentioned that I was sick, and I didn't want anybody to think that I'm walking around, you know, coughing and sneezing. When I get to that level, I do stay home. I, You know, but I actually sit all day. So whatever pain I'm in, I'm sitting. It's not like I'm standing like at my other job I used to work. So, but I'm still in pain. It was so hard to even come here today. Like, as the week goes, oh, but in any case, I called my doctor, and my doctor was like, come in Monday at 2, so. Okay, well. I wound up with Obamacare. I love Obamacare, and, you know, I am an insurance that I pay for, so I took advantage of Obamacare. I plugged them the important thing is that you have some place to go. You know, the beauty of Obamacare, as much as some people hate it or whatever they feel about it, is that it requires insurers to be able to provide care for everyone, whereas before they could deny you based on pre-existing conditions. They cannot do that exactly. anymore. So exactly. That alone is worth the price of tea in China. I mean, it's... It, it, that, right. I don't know how you deny people health care. So this is a great thing that it, it, it prevents them to. It but especially the for pre-existing. 
Well, listen, I applied for health care before I actually got health care through Target because I worked at Target for a number of years. And before I could pay, I could always pay for my health insurance. And then and then I wanted to work in the Target part-time. And that's the only reason why I wanted to stay with Target because they did provide health insurance for their part-time employees. I'm not going to give that up. Like, you can't pay for health insurance and this job is going to give it to you practically. And Malcolm, for years, my health insurance was five dollars a paycheck at Target. Yes. Regular insurance, five dollars a paycheck. It was crazy. Plus dental, crazy, right? Dental was like three dollars. But Target's a big yeah. corporation. Mm-hmm. I was going to say because I pay more than that, so I mean, yes, that is it's, crazy. Exactly, but remember, Target's a big corporation. So whatever package you know they would have with United Healthcare, which is who I had my insurance with Target with. You know, it was a bargain. It was, you know, it was the package, you know, coordinated between United Healthcare or other. There was always like a Blue Cross Blue Shield option, blah blah blah. blah. But in any case, I actually wound up staying at Target because I got stuck with this cheap healthcare. But right. prior to working at Target, I went to purchase my own healthcare, and I used to smoke in my twenties, and then they were like. Did you smoke? And I, I said yes. And when they reevaluated that, they wanted to charge me for the room. I would have said no. <laughs> but I didn't. But I didn't know at the time. Well, because they're trying to, they're, you know, they're, everybody's always trying to find a way to screw you. So, you know, the fact yeah. that you smoke in your twenties, your body probably has no record, has no memory of you smoking. But you know, but that can hold it against you. They did. And, by the way, your lungs clear out after seven years. So what the hell? Right. Like I say, your body has no memory of it. But, you know, the insurance companies don't hold it against you. So and not that people should lie, but in some cases you might need to. So let me tell you what Desi is saying. And, by the way, everyone, feel free to join me on Twitter. Feel feel free to, you know, in, uh, Social media interact because I love to see the comments. So when we were talking about the coffee and the girl being sick, Desi puts, laugh out loud, she probably coughed all into your latte. I know. You were actually very funny. You were like, I would just pour it out. Like, yeah. And then when we were talking about bones, Desi goes, laugh out loud, that's so cute. Bones is like, I'm still here. I'm still here. And that's exactly what he does, Desi. Oh. Yeah, I but I think bones might, be, bones might be eating yeah. brains someplace, because he really does look <laughs> like a zombie. <laughs> bones might be dead. <laughs> yeah, he's just walking around. You think he's alive, but he's not really alive. I've seen this dog. It's a little scary. You never you know, liked him, Malcolm. I, I do, but you could take him out for Halloween. He doesn't need a costume. Yeah. He's lopsided. There's a lopsidedness that comes across. It's a nightmare. Pretty much everything. Yeah, he's looks like a zombie. I mean, I watched The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead showing up this week again. 
Yes, I saw the advertisement. They're making a big deal over it. Is it a new season? It, yes, it's a new season. It is a big deal for you, for the people who watch it. It's huge. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. So they're coming back, and, and they premiere tomorrow night. And That's pretty cool. They make a lot. Of, it's one of the most watched shows on television, you know, and it's a cable show. Even though it only seen one episode. I'm sorry to hear that. Because <laughs> I identify with the characters. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I've been watching it since the beginning, so I'm, I'm all in. It's the only thing in. I believe in is zombies. That's the only thing I believe in. I don't believe in. We've talked about this before. Um, maybe not with you. I don't. Not sure if if, if you were well, in a conversation at the huh. You did say that you thought there was that it was real and that it's coming, but I'm like, ah, it's not coming. It's not real, but it's, it makes it's a good, coming. good TV show and they make great movies. Okay, so, Malcolm, anyway. let me explain to you how I know it's coming. You know those hazmat uniforms that walk on the plane the other day. Uh-huh. How many movies did we have about hazmat uniforms showing up and scaring the community? It, you know. You know, the get smartphone with the shoe, and now we have the cell phone. Malcolm, everything in the movies or TV shows up in life later. Zombies are coming. Well, uh, let me just say this about the hazmat uniforms. There are a thousand different reasons to wear them, you know, and, and zombies probably wouldn't apply. So, <laughs> but they're you could, you coming. Wear <laughs> but zombies okay, are coming. Uh, if we can have a show done? like The Walking Dead, The Walking Dead is a precursor to real life. They're coming. Okay, well, I guess we should all be armed because you're going to need weapons. I was going to say, yes, hold on to your guns, people, to that whole gun law that we were all talking about, the freedom and the right to use it. I might be in agreement with that after a while. <laughs> well, okay, I have favorite characters on The Walking Dead, and one of them uh-huh. carries the crossbow. Daryl Dixon carries a crossbow. I like the crossbow uh-huh. idea because you don't need a you don't need a license for that. And then Michonne, huh. which is the, the black woman, she carries a, a samurai sword. So you probably would huh. need a samurai sword too. Very that okay. What <laughs> I would like to learn so, how to use a crossbow. I think that's a good idea. That's a good weapon. Yeah, no, it's a great weapon. Silent, deadly, you know. Yeah, anyway. and and here's the trick. By the way, you get them in the eye. No, boy, actually, you just gotta hit them no? in the head. <laughs> you got brain. You gotta get brain. Oh, <laughs> so they shoot them in the body, the they brain. keep going. But you gotta, you gotta get the brain. So you thought about this clearly? Yeah, I was gonna say you thought about this clearly. I watch all the zombie shows. I watch. You know, if a zombie show has come on TV, I've probably have seen it. And, you know, World War Z, the zombie movies that have come out. And mind you, back in the day, the zombie movies were terrible. They were very campy. But lately, they, you know, mm-hmm. they come out with some pretty good zombie movies. They even had that, that uh, romantic comedy zombie movie. I'm trying to think of the name of it right now. Um, gosh, I can't think of the name of it. But was it, was it romantic in the movie? Comedy. Yes, it was. I saw it. It was um, like a love story. Yeah. Yeah, and he, he slowly came back really to life. Good. He came back to life yeah. from uh, his 
Long pause. Is there any love stories in Walking Dead? Um, love stories. Is that yes what's missing? No. Yes and no. No, they have. I mean, they have some. I mean, you got to understand they're fighting for their lives. So yes, there's a love. There's love stories within The Walking Dead. Yes. Oh, okay. You know, All you, right. You know, but. There's so many other things going on. That's why I've always told people that it's a great drama. I mean, you don't if you could take away from the zombies, because I know a lot of people don't want to think about zombies, and but it's really, really think good drama. about it. They're coming. But listen, Desi clearly watches um, Walking Dead as well, and she puts, "If Glenn dies, I'm out." Well, but Glenn, there. They're all trapped at this point, so Glenn's has just the best chance of him, of him dying as everybody else. Season, what season is it, six or seven? It starts tomorrow, so we'll find out what happens to him because the last season led off with them being trapped in a boxcar held by this group of cannibals. Uh-huh. Okay, you know, so, so okay, so wait a second. Desi puts, you need to get on Walking Dead, Tracy. It's so good, so... It's so Maybe. good. She's right. Is it is it out on yeah, video so or anything? Is it out on video? I went to um, a marathon. I'm, well, I'm you know I, I can't speak. I mean, because you know Netflix always has the ability it's to. It's not on Netflix. It's, it's not on Netflix. Not, I know that already. Okay. No. Well, I know you can <laughs> buy the disc. You know, like if you go on Amazon, you can you can you can buy the season. They have released. So maybe I can like invest that. in a video. Even though I don't have a VCR. I don't have one of those. Wait, not VCR. What do you call those things? How about a CD? I don't have. A DVD player. <laughs> DVD player. I'm well, digitally maybe you could, inadequate. Maybe, maybe you could stream it from Amazon. I mean, because Amazon's good about everything else. Or I even even iTunes. Have you looked? I don't know. Oh. I know you have the Apple products. Oh, okay. I never thought about that. All right. I'll find a way, Desi. (laughs) Okay, wait a second. Okay, wait. I was so wrong. Desi put season one through four is on Netflix. When you said it wasn't, I don't have Netflix, so I was surprised. But Netflix has everything. Not everything, but most everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, a friend of mine was just watching uh, The Sons of Anarchy, and I don't know if you've heard of that one. Like yeah, I have, because the guy, the lead character was supposed to do Fifty Shades of Grey, and the freaking women out here had a freaking fit, and he took himself out. Like, and, I, and I hear Fifty Shades of Grey isn't even a good movie, but that's, you know, in any case. Yeah, he was hired for Fifty Shades of Grey to be that sexy blah, 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 blah. But the guy who plays Jax? The blonde guy? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what his they name want, is, but he's. Yep. I don't know his name either, but he, his character is Jackson. The, the, um, yep. The, the women anarchy, did but, not want him to play the Fifty Shades of Grey character. The women. Well, you know, I, I know very little about Fifty Shades of Grey, but um, it's he's a, a good horny, actor. And, and, mature women. No, seriously, I don't mean to cut you off, Malcolm. I just want to get this off, because I'll never see the movie Fifty Shades of Grey because it's for a horny 
mature women that are not having sex, that is, you know, putting their all into this book and this fantasy. And then when it was time to create these characters, these same horny women that are not having sex made the decision who was going to play and not play, you know, by social media. Like, really, people? I think is that you... how it works? I, well, what's wrong with the yeah. actor? Because he's, like, I mean, he's, he's a nice-looking young man. He's, you I know, think he's so. a pretty, you know, he's got this gruff thing about him. And I don't know anything about the I, I get it. I would think that women would be attracted to this guy because, I mean, he's I not agree. a bad-looking guy. I um, agree. So I don't know they, what was wrong. Why didn't they want him? Here's, here's my impression. What did he do wrong? The women, he did nothing wrong. The women that were reading this book had a very specific idea of what the main character looked like in their warped mind. Really? It must have Is been a very, yes. Yes. So it must have had wow. a very deep, like, the, I, I can't tell you, but it, it must have. I'm saying it must have had a very detailed description of the character in the book. And so when they picked by, it didn't match what was in their mind. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because Tom Cruise did a movie, I think two years ago, called uh, Jack Reacher, right? Yeah. And having read, I, I read Jack Reacher books. Uh, you okay. Know, and the character in the book is described as a big, tall guy with muscles, and, you know, he's a very big, blonde guy, right? Okay. In the book, so in the book, he's blonde. Okay. Mm-hmm. Blonde, blonde, and large, very large, like six four. You know, he's oh, okay. bigger than most of the people he comes across. And see, I remember okay. having a discussion with my, my brother because my brother did not want to see the movie based on the fact that Tom Cruise had been cast because Tom Cruise physically wasn't the same guy that was described in the book. So, with that being said, does your brother? Look at uh, read books as well. Yes, he does read books. He, he's actually okay. All right. Um, he reads the books. He listens to books on audio. In fact, he rarely sees a movie. So um, okay, so, he, so he's similar on, to you in terms of reading books. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So, mm-hmm. but I read the books and I'll see the movies. And so my point to him was sometimes you have to divorce yourself from the book because. When you read That's a book, right. the author has something in mind. They describe whatever they're going to describe. And if you see the movie, yeah. sometimes it can ruin it for you. But you got to kind of let the different genre be the different genre because I saw mm-hmm. the Jack Reacher movie, and I thought it was very good. Now, it didn't do well in the theaters. In fact, the last three Tom Cruise movies haven't done well in the theaters. But they've all been but very that's not because of, that's not because of the movie. Tom Cruise is a little suspect, like, Women aren't yeah, but, as, but as, he does you know. a good job in these movies. That's my crazy. I don't doubt I've seen that. his last movies, and they've all been great, and he's done a good job, and I don't know why people don't see him. I mean, I try not to hold the actor responsible for anything, or, you know, you take it as it comes. And listen, like, he did I, I get the defense of him. But listen, yeah. I get the defense. You forced me to watch one of his movies. I personally cannot stand Tom, Tom Cruise. I don't remember which one it was, but it was a really, really good storyline. It was really, really good. Science fiction movie? So, yeah, with the robot? With the robot? It was Oblivion. 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 I wouldn't watch that on my own. I don't care. I don't like Tom Cruise. But I have to agree, he makes good movies. I get that. 
Yeah, it was a great movie. It, and then the last one he did, mm-hmm. he did Edge of Tomorrow, right? And Edge mm-hmm. of Tomorrow was, it basically bombed in the theaters, right? Nobody saw it. But it was but a very good movie. But what I'm trying to say is that has nothing to do with the price of tea in China. Tom Cruise created this problem. So you, okay. He makes good yeah, movies. Made, I'm not going to doubt that. He has the image so, problem right now. Okay, see, I'm probably the wrong person for this because <laughs> that kind of stuff goes over my head. I I, I don't pay attention to those images. I, I'm not looking at that part of but anything. But it's about just, money. It's about money. Tom Cruise has an image problem right now, so he's still hireable. He still makes good, you know, money. They, you know, they will still hire him in hopes that. You know, each movie will succeed, but as of lately, each movie has been failing. And Scientology cannot help him. He did this. And that divorce with Katie Holmes, that marriage with Katie Holmes, Scientology, all of that just ruined his brand. So you're saying his religion is what's causing him not to be able to work properly? Okay, can I tell you what really happened? Okay, no. It is his religion. Okay, okay. It was his, (laughs) it was the execution of his divorce. And the reason behind it that finally ruined his brand. It was already questionable, but that did it. When Katie Holmes had to leave like a Mission Impossible event, Secret Service, she had to get a secret apartment. She had to wait until he was in another country doing another movie. Like, it was executed so well with her father, by the way, which is something my dad would have done. My dad would have been like, this is going to be a covert operation. So this is how this is going to go down. We would have had disposable phones. And that's what Katie did, the fact that she had to leave the way she did. I'm sorry. Uh, and- why does she have to do all that? I mean, because... My my thinking is, if I want to leave, I'm oh. leaving. I don't care if you're there or not. Bye. No, I'm getting my stuff. I'm leaving. No. What? First of all, she's a woman. No. She's a woman. Well, well but you said her dad helped her. So, but if her dad's helping her, I'm thinking we can walk out the no. front door. No. No. Okay. No. Okay. Tom is very, very powerful. Scientology is backing him. Siri Cruz was about to go into some program, some mind-bending program that every child has to go into, and she was turning five, and they begin this program around the age of five. Her fear was that she she was not going to have a say in stopping Siri from entering this Scientology mind-bending program. So she needed to leave without Scientology knowing about it, as well as Tom Cruise. She didn't want to wow. be hurt, kidnapped, killed. So it was big, actually, that's just for everybody. Well, that's, that's actually pretty deep. I mean, we are, I won't mm-hmm. say we all know Scientology is a cult, but I it's believe Scientology is a cult. So, it's a cult. You know, and I'm <laughs> very wary. But yeah, I actually believe most religions are cults at this point, so something like the one beyond that either. Oh, so. oh, okay, okay. So that's a good point. But be, listen, just remind, just, I have to tell you about AIDS, and I don't know if you heard about this. Well, hold on a second. I just want to tell you what everybody's saying. So Lavender says they didn't want him, talking about the guy from um, the blonde guy with the beard from the show. 
Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, yeah. They didn't want him in the movie because it's awful. They did him a favor. I agree, Lavender. And then she put the Fifty Shades characters are based on what? No way, Lavender. She goes, the Fifty Shades characters are based on Robert Patterson and Kristen Stewart. Ah, I'm going to throw up. Now that you told me that, I wasn't going to see the movie before. Now I'm never going to see it. That makes me want to throw up. And I don't know if you know Robert Patterson and Kristen Stewart. I'm aware of Twilight, so, you know, yeah. I know who they are. But... Is that who it's based on? I, I mean, because I, 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 I never read the book. I, I know several women who have read this book. And, you know, and like they said, they call it mommy porn. You know what? Whatever. It wasn't a book that I was going to read based on the but fact that people were calling it mommy porn. I'm, you know that what? That has no interest for me. And I was going to say that to you. If I'm going to read a movie that's mommy porn, that means I have a problem. I have a problem. Like, I have a problem. I'm not watching quote unquote mommy porn. That's not where my fantasy needs to go. And somebody else's book, paying somebody else's, you know, rent. That's not going to happen. No, it's so weird. It's yeah, it's like um, it's unnerving. <laughs> okay, well, um, and I said if you want to watch mommy porn, watch real porn. You can just. Oh, I thought I was going to say that. I'd rather watch real porn then. <laughs> I'm not a fan of porn because I don't like. The value would be a lot, a lot lower, so you wouldn't have to. Cost, it wouldn't cost as much, and it would just. I don't like cheaper. real porn. Real porn is really, really made for men. I like porn that is kind of sultry, but there's no sultriness in in real porn. So I get why Fifty well, Shades of Grey works because it addresses well, women's fantasies. I get it. I just don't right, like the fact that these girls. Kill no, no, right. no, no, Mm-mm. no, no. Well, it doesn't appeal to me because my concern is that the book became so popular because of horny women that aren't having sex. That's why it doesn't appeal to me. I think people should be having sex, goddammit. If you were having sex, this book wouldn't, like, make so much money. There's a problem well, with sex gonna, in the, in the country. I was going to agree with you there. Like, maybe that's what they should do is just go ahead and have sex. And just have sex. Get it out of the way. <laughs> Like a story. Work it out. But in any case, work it out. In any case, Lavender says, oh, so getting back to Tom Cruise, she's like, people are tired of seeing Tom Cruise in the same movies, being the savior of the world. Time for change. He's a great actor, she says, but time for change. She also says that his stock went down. Yes, and this is true, Lavender. His stock went down after he jumped on Oprah's couch. That's where it began, absolutely. And then it ended with Katie's divorce. I'm sorry, he jumped yes. on her couch? Oh, <laughs> my God, Malcolm, you can't be so forth and political that you did not know about this event? It was huge news. Well, I follow the news, <laughs> Tracy. I follow sports. I don't follow Oprah. <laughs> Wait a second. Oh, that's Oprah's why not really Malcolm. On my I know who she is. But oh my God, Malcolm! Her. That's why you have me in your life. Shocked. <laughs> I have to teach you this now. Now I have to teach you about this guy, Tom Cruise. Yes, he jumped. Listen, 
I remember when it occurred. It was a yellow leather um, sofa with no arms, no arms. And he came out and he jumped on her couch and he started waving his arms like a monkey. And Oprah kind of... So he's a little crazy. That's, That's what you're saying. He's a little crazy. It showed a side of him that was uncomfortable, yes. Yes. And even Oprah admitted... It took her a couple of years to admit it, but by this time, people didn't like him, but she was comfortable saying something. And she was like, they were like, what did you really think? And she was like, I was like, what the hell is he doing? Something to that effect. I mean, don't quote me, but even she was like, I thought it was Lucy. <laughs> okay, so I, I got a quick question on that, because now you've thrown me off. But Wait, wait, wait. You check this? it out on the video. Check it out, or I'll send it to you. Uh, I'll, I'll find it, okay. and I'll send it to you. But, well, I can find it. I mean, it, all I got to okay, do is yeah, find it. Tom Cruise jumping on the couch. But, but my question is, Tom why? Cruise why over a couch. Yeah, but well, why? What's the, what, what was the why? Does anybody remember why? Okay. There was a why. Uh, at was the he like on drugs he, or something? No, why he was, was the, worried why? about. what you just described it? He was worried about his public image. And so he goes and jumps I on the couch and starts waving his arm? That's on. not the actual somebody's worried about their image. Oh, oh, okay, this is going to be better than this. Okay, Lavender says, oh, thank you. Lavender says he was proclaiming his love for Katie. By jumping on the couch and waving his arms? I'm just telling you what happened. I can't explain it. He was announcing oh, okay. his relationship. He was announcing his relationship with Katie Holmes, and he was so in love, and I'm putting that in quotes, he just had to jump on a couch, and that's what he did. He got off the couch, and he jumped back on again. And the media storm that followed was bananas. Sort of like when Howard Dean was running for president and he did that like thing and and, and that kind of ruined, derailed his presidential campaign. Who? He did something. Howard Dean. Remember he ran for president? Help me out. Okay. Who's Howard Dean? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, Malcolm. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> Help <Wow>. me out. <laughs> Oprah. 
And, and, no, you know, those kind of things aren't important, though, to me. They're it, not it's just so unacceptable. It was all over the news at the time. All well, right. you know, entertainment news, and I probably didn't pay attention to whatever was happening on that, yes. that front. Because yes. you know? there's usually a lot of other stuff going on that's actually more important in my world. So, after about Well, Ebola, I, I, I don't find you, that to be true. I don't think you got into entertainment news until I came along anyway. he was Okay, hold on a second. He was like, we're going to Ohio and New York. This is uh, Debbie. We're going to Ohio and New York. And Pennsylvania. After that, it was over. Is that uh, Howard Dean? That, uh, Howard Dean? Is that who you're talking about, Debbie? That that sounds like Howard Dean. Yeah. That sounds like. Oh, I see. My my psychic America is good at pop culture, and they're good at politics. I'm so proud of you guys. <laughs> Hold on a second. Yes. He. Oh, she. Debbie says. He was growling, Malcolm. It, was, it wasn't quite a growl. It was more like a, a yippee. Was, you have to hear it because it's really strange, and it just made people look at him crazy. Because I, I wish that oh. was a growl. It was more like a, you have to see it. I mean, and I can't really describe it to you because it's like, I have to find it. That's hilarious. Well, um, not getting off all the subject, did you hear... And I apologize, Malcolm. I don't know if you had a lot of things in your list, but we didn't get to it today. No, I, I do have a list. <laughs> <laughs> Last couple of weeks, you've had a list, and I don't think you've actually touched it. But I just want to bring up that. Um, did you hear about the pastor in Alabama? What pastor? Sorry. At, I think it's Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church in Alabama, and I apologize if I'm not calling out the right church. I think the name of it is Shiloh Missionary. And he had um, announced on the pulpit, he announced that um, he has AIDS, and, uh, and on top of that, he announced that he has been sleeping some of his congregations. This is an old story, isn't it? Brand new. Oh, no, no, no. Why do you think it's an old story? No. Because it seems that I've heard of something along these lines. I don't know about announcing it, but certainly that there was a pastor out there who had been sleeping with a bunch of girls in his congregation. And I thought that, you know, it sounds like the same congregation, and he did have AIDS. Here's the thing. That might be a, yes. That might be possible. However, hold on. Um, I don't know who just sent me this. I think Desi just sent me the Howard, <laughs> the Howard Dean um, video. Well, Thank you so much. Hmm? Oh yeah. When you get a chance, watch I think it. She, it's kind of a I will. I will. But um, this was recently. He, I guess, he calls himself confessing. That's maybe stealing. He said, out like, I've been doing wrong. I've been stealing from the church, blah, 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 blah. And then he went on to say that he has AIDS. And, but he, it, was a, it was an announcement, which is different. It's not like the pastor so, had AIDS. And was so thinking, by, this, he announced this. So, by the way, I'm, I've been stealing and I'm not HIV positive, but full-blown AIDS. And I've been sleeping with the girls in the church. 
Yes, no. Is that, that's what you're telling me? They yes. know it's a special place. There's a special place in hell for that guy. Because I know. He crossed the line in so many different areas. It's like, dude, really? I know. I know. I know. I agree. I know. Okay. Just give me something on your list. I apologize. Well, I was going to bring up the whole Adrian Peterson thing again because he uh, he recently uh, the the prosecutor in the case wanted to revoke his they had taken him in and gave him a, uh, he had to take a urine test which is common in cases where you've been accused of a crime and you know you're on bail and stuff so they try to keep tabs on you right mm-hmm. and he admitted to the person taking a test that he said well I smoked a little weed and then so the prosecutor now wants the bail revoked right. Because he's out on $15,000 bail. And I'm thinking, you know, it's just like, you know, it goes back to cases like the Lindsay Lohan thing where, you know, you're on, you know, or even Chris Brown where, you know, you guys are out and you you committed Mm -hmm. a crime, but you're out. And then you do something Mm -hmm. stupid and they want to put you back in jail because you're not, you're not following the rules, you know, because once you get into the system, you're kind of within that system until they let you go. Yeah. And... Adrian Peterson admitting to smoking weed. First of all, the NFL doesn't allow their players to smoke weed. So you're, you're crossing the line for your job. But then you're out on bail from this, this horrendous child uh, child abuse mm-hmm. case. And the first thing you do is get in trouble for, for this. This is just stupid on top of stupid to me. Well, I mean, I, Malcolm, isn't it a part of lack of discipline you know, maybe that's you. Maybe if, you well, know, you can have to. I don't think, I don't think to... a lack of discipline. Like, you know what I think it is? Because, you know, these guys, in order to be Tell this me. kind of athlete, you're very disciplined. What it is is that he's, you know, most of these high-level athletes like this, the problem is they're not disciplined, is that they're used to being coddled, and then, so they don't think the rules apply to them. Hmm. I think the same thing happened with Chris Brown and Lindsay Lohan and all. All these other, even Robert Downey Jr. when he was having this trouble years and years ago, people I just, remember. they 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 just think that well I can do this because of who I am, not knowing that yeah. you know, once you get into that system, the system actually is worse for them at a certain point because the, the prosecutors are like well I got to make a name for myself I have you know I have Adrian right. Peterson in front of me and I can make a name off of Adrian Peterson nobody's heard no, of him before but now that's right. How Remind me what Adrian Peterson did, and for anybody else that's listening, so we can understand why it matters that his bail could be revoked. Well, he got uh, he he spanked his kid with a switch. Now, more than it was more than a spanking because he hit the kid so hard. He, you know, he even wrote to his girl, well, not the girlfriend, because he's married, but he, he wrote to the child's mother that you know the switch might have actually, you know, flipped up and entered the little child's testicles. I mean, it was just... It, it, I saw pictures of it, actually. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the the fact that he, first of all, that he did it, and then he, he's texting this girl, this child's mother, you know, and making light of it, that's what I think did him in, I mean. Mm. Well, besides the fact he shouldn't have been having babies with all these girls in the first place, that's probably what really did it. <laughs> well, I'm sure there might have been some monetary issues 
actually did him in. It was probably one of those things where she was like, he's not paying me anyway. I'm just saying, I, I, this is not like any truth. But I bet you it has something to do with, you know, monetary issues. And she was like, this is perfect. But um, is he playing yet? Was he, has he been allowed to play at all? He is no, he is not allowed to play. <laughs> in fact, so this whole stuff has looked in the NFL to where a lot of these people, a lot of these guys who are having troubles, they're not playing at all. So, you know, along wow. with Ray Rice and all the other stuff that's going yeah. on, nobody's playing. If you got a problem okay. like this, oh, no, you, mm-hmm. well, one exception, one, one exception is playing, but the rest of them are not playing. Okay, well, Malcolm, once they handled it that way, where they just removed the problem, didn't you find that the season calmed down? So well, isn't truly, isn't that the best solution? I think, well, see, here's my thinking on it, Tracy, and I could be wrong, but because America has such a short memory, it doesn't matter if they played or didn't play. You know, America's going to calm Mm-mm. down eventually. Well, let, let me back up. Let's go back to the, the Michael Vick thing, right? There's still people who complain about Michael Vick playing, right? Yes. But Michael Vick did it's his not, time, so. He's done his time. He served the suspension, and people still complain. So there's always going to be a small number of people who complain. The rest of the people don't care. Hmm. Just that small okay. number is going to – they're never going to free it. So Adrian Peterson, once all this stuff clears up and he's back in the league playing because that day will come, mm-hmm. there's going to mm-hmm. always be a small number of people that are going to, you know, hold his feet to the fire. So every, whatever team he's playing for, because it's not even guaranteed that he's going to get to go back to the team he plays for now. But whoever he plays mm-hmm. for is going to have mm-hmm. to deal with that small level thing because there's always going to be a group of protesters going to be like, oh, he's a baby killer or whatever. You know, not that he killed the baby, but, you know, it's they're going to hate him regardless. Adrian Peterson, you mean? Yeah, Adrian Peterson. That's the same thing with Ray Rice. When Ray Rice comes back in the league, there's always going to be that small number of people that are going to hate him. They just are. Yeah. You know, nothing you can do about it. So, right. But there's going to be a, a another number of fans that are not going to care. They're going to say, oh, what does he do for us? So, so we'll just see. getting back to him being caught out there with something in his urine, like, that has nothing to do with social media. That has everything to do with him not recognizing what? Like, his value? I don't get it. No, that like, has, your, a, it's your career. Like, like a lot, lot of coddled people who think that mm. the rules don't apply. He thought okay. that, you know, because he just when he was getting the, the test, he was like, oh, by the way, I did smoke a little weed. Well, most people uh, in the system, first of all, they're going to try to avoid that as much as possible and, and to jump up. I mean, because it, what, what, what's in the balance is your freedom, right? So if, right. if I were arrested by the police and, you know, they put me out on bail and they said, well, that's you know, right. don't do this, don't do this, guess what? I'm towing those lines because, I don't want to go to jail. And I, I think that they would be happy to put me there. So mm. I'm going to do whatever they say don't do. You know, don't smoke weed. Okay, don't worry about that. <laughs> but, I mean, why is that not going back to discipline? Because I think you're a disciplined kind of guy. You know, like, and I get what you're saying in terms of being coddled. Like, I don't get why you don't understand your personal value or that, you know, I wouldn't want to get locked up. I'm sorry. That's because just me. Again. There are just certain people, I think. I mean, because I think it goes I with just don't get why they don't get it. I don't get why they don't get because it. You're in this situation. 
because, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I can't speak for actors and actresses. I can't even speak for musicians. But even in high school, a lot of these athletes don't think the rules apply to them. Huh. Because, okay. Because, I mean, you don't even have to go to class a lot. You just have to play well on the field. I mean, so, you know, in college, there's yeah. so many colleges that are having problems with players that, you know, they don't attend class. and they just They're just very good at what they do on the field. You know, now yeah. the NCAA tries to crack down on their stuff to keep the colleges in line, but you got, you know, alumni for colleges that they don't care whether the kids go to school. They just want to make mm. sure the kid can play on um, Saturday or, you know, in college. Whenever, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it's the same thing in the pro. By the time they get to the pros, you know, their heads are completely blown up. So now you're paying on millions of dollars to do this thing that they probably do for free. And mm. they... They're making so much money, and, and so their self-worth is just through the, you know, they think that this thing that they do is what makes them, you know, what justifies their, their place in humanity. And, and it's just a thing that they do. I mean, and that's, probably, that's the problem right. with society. We put too much value on that. We don't put any value on teachers. I mean, you know, the average right. school teacher is, is on food stamps. You know? <laughs> so, right. So much, so, well, we give billions of dollars to these guys who can run a football. You know, mind mm. you, they might be that. You know, there was a uh, this uh, former general manager of the uh, Chicago Bears actually mm-hmm. came out this week and said, you know, over you know, many, many years in the NFL, there's hundreds and hundreds of cases where this domestic abuse has raised its head, and they just turned their back on it. They did nothing. Wow. Wow. You know, a source of now everybody's up in arms, but, you know, Carol, there was a time where you could drive drunk and they would just slap you on the wrist. Now, of course, times have changed. So, but when you say drive drunk, are we still in sports, or are you just saying in general now? In general, in general, in, in general. general. Right. I'm just, I'm right. just saying. Well, I guess my point is society. You know, right now everything's so PC that you, you know you can't do anything. You know, you cross the street, you, you, the jaywalking ticket's gonna be crazy high. Whereas back in the day, they might have just told you don't do it. I mean, hell, yeah. look at what happened to Michael Brown in in, in Missouri. That's he was. That's the reason he got stopped by the police. He ended up getting shot. So, you know. Yeah, bringing that up, are Ferguson we, is. They are still having some unrest over there. They are not letting up. They're having a protest today. I mean, I'm, I, I constantly watch CNN, so it's you know this morning they're mm-hmm. having a big protest in Ferguson today. They are not so. letting up. Those folks are upset. So I, and I, at this stage of the game, it feels like they're more upset with what, how the, the town is being policed. It's not even – it's about Mike Brown, don't get me wrong, but it literally is a politics. Well, but, but look at the world we're in. I mean, I don't know if you how much you watch the news, but every day – you see something on the news about how police are abusing their powers and, and, and tasing people yeah. and shooting them and beating them. And, yeah. you know, I sent you that thing on, on the uh, the uh, acid forfeiture thing, right? Where the police the are going stealing people's acid forfeiture. With the, oh, my God. That was amazing to listen to. So I actually, while I was walking, I didn't look at the video. I just listened to it. That was amazing to listen to. I was appalled. You should be. <laughs> we all should be. That's why people should basically be out in the street protesting everywhere, apparently, because the police have lost their mind. In fact, I'm on CNN right now, and they're 
they have the art that this this thing about the the police chasing this man and he, he was in the car with his girlfriend and the kids and they just busted out the window and chased him just because he didn't want to he didn't have a driver's license and he wasn't even yeah, driving he was a passenger and he, so he tried to give them a, a note because he didn't want it they were like get out the car he's like no I'm going to give you a note with all my information on it and they were like yeah. no you're making moves you know you're you're the, yeah. police just, the police say that he did things that they felt were putting them in danger, so they felt the right to bust the windows out and tase him and, and put everybody in the car in fear. Now, mind you, these same police officers have done this many times before. There's cases against them. One officer has been sued several times, and so you know, mm-hmm. I think it's a. And I think that that police officer was reprimanded. Either he was forced to step down or something to that effect, but. Thank God for so. some video footage. Hmm? Which officer are you talking about? Because these officers that happened in this, this last case, oh, they're still on the, they're still on the force. Nobody well, wait a second. I thought that I heard that he was reprimanded. That's not what I saw, but, I mean, I, it's, I guess it's possible. I'm, I'm actually uh, rewinding the... the the, the, the feed right now, and I mean, what's the latest? Like, what's the date of what you're looking at? Because I I thought I heard that after some review, the officer was wrong, and they took care. I don't know if they took care of it, but he was reprimanded, and I thought he was. I thought he lost his job. No, these are. This just happened the other day. I don't think they would. They would even, even if they, even if they wanted to kick him out of the force, they wouldn't do it that fast. He wouldn't lose his job that fast. Oh, it's but, right. You know, and, and the problem is, it, this, remember the case where the girl got and the boyfriend were out in Studio City and they accused her of being a prostitute. Yes. Okay. Most of us, when confronted by the police, because, one, they're thugs and they scare us, you know, and they ask us yes. for our ID, I'm going to give them yes. my ID. I'm going to give them, I'm going to comply as much as possible because, like I told you, remember, there's so many cases where crazy stuff happens, but the guy, when they pulled up and shot him because he was reaching for his ID, when they, they said, where's your where's your driver's license? He reached for it and the officer shot him anyway. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know with the police that when no sudden movements, you got to keep your hands visible. That's right. That's right. But but you try to comply as much as possible, and even and even still, they may beat you to the ground. But you try to comply as much as possible. And that's not saying all police are bad because the majority of them do not act like this. You know, because I've dealt yeah. with different police, yeah. they just don't act like this. But there's a small yeah. number that act crazy, and they do. They'll beat you to the ground for nothing. Right. And you brought up that girl to say what? To say that. When the police ask you for your stuff, your best is just comply with them. I hate to say it, just comply with them. And if you have a problem, oh, with them, yeah. you file on them. But and I totally agree. I think what happened, just getting back to that girl, I think what happened is that this was a designed event. She wanted some attention because she was on a show that was coming up, and her and her crazy boyfriend, I believe, concocted this whole thing. And one of the things that we need to bring up, again, is that you don't need to concoct this whole thing because there are real case scenarios 
that came after this little game that she played on America, after they posted it on, you know, YouTube or Facebook and it went viral. And then we have a real case scenario with that guy where they busted out the window and tasered him. Like, that's a real case scenario. That's a and very that real case. Or, got, or the other guy who gets who got uh, shot reaching for his driver's license. Those are very real cases. Now, that officer did get fired because they're like, oh, no, you messed up. But right. Uh, it depends. I guess it depends on the police force and, and you know how reactive they are to what's going on. Because usually, because if I were to the, the supervisors of the three police in Indiana who had busted out the window and tased the guy, yeah. I would be looking at them like you know, like okay, you guys, you know, you went too far, right? You went way too That's far. Right. That's and they were right. videotaping, and you knew they were videotaping you, and you did it anyway. That's right. So, it's like, well, I think sometimes when your when your adrenaline is rushing, it, it, sometimes it doesn't matter to do the camera on you. Right? Yeah, I think I, I you think know your brain should never, should never shut off because I, at that point, and I think that's unfortunate, if if, right? Yeah, because at that point you're acting like an animal. And see, I can't, if if I'm again, if I'm your supervisor as police, I, I I don't want your brain ever to shut off. I want your brain to be working, and you know that's why they do all the trainings that they do. So. You know, your brain needs to work, but you need to react. And yes. if your brain shuts off and you're doing stupid stuff, I can't trust you on the street. And if I can't trust you on the street, i got to let you go. Mm. So you need another job. You need to be the security guard down at the Walmart. You don't need to be a police officer with a badge. Yeah, but talking about that, Malcolm, like we have armed security guards in California, and I don't remember having a a huge presence of armed security guards in New York City. So sometimes you get these rogue cops that actually don't make it on the force, then they just become rogue armed security guards. Like they're they're still assholes and they're just as dangerous. Well, and they may be and all of that, but see they're not they don't they're not walking around with the backing of the city or the state or whatever the municipality okay. that gives them the back. I mean because okay. the thing about police officers, okay. they are representing whatever municipality that you're in. So, you know, it's one thing for a security guard to say something to you, it's a whole other thing for a yes. police officer to say something to you. Yeah. Because you must comply That's a good with point. that police officer. A security guard That's can say something point. to you, you can laugh at him and turn away and, and walk away. I mean Right. They that's can't a very jump good point. You and shoot you. Whereas right. police actually right. shoot you and get away with it. So right. You know, okay. That's where the right. fear is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, just like a soldier. If you were in a war zone and a soldier says something to you, you must comply because mm. he can shoot you. Okay. So right. That's where we're at. And real quick before I go, Tracy, I just wanted to bring up the uh, Microsoft CEO. Who said uh-huh. that uh, women women shouldn't ask for a raise? Yeah, Had you heard that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Can I tell you something about that? Sure. Go right ahead. He made a mistake. He didn't think his That's words through. I I get that. I think people especially men of power, I think they should be really, really careful when it comes to women's issues. Don't be so quick to answer. Like, sometimes Do you think it was a mistake? Well, I think that 
Yeah, I think it was a mistake. I think that he was, it was inside his head. It seemed relevant to him, and he said it. He was at a I think if he, <laughs> That's being real inside your head. To tell a woman, tell women at a women's conference that, no, no, that's for a race. You'll get it on merit. Good karma. He, he also yeah, he said wait wait for karma and I, for me when when karma shows up karma is like the worst thing for me of course there is good karma don't get me wrong I you know I don't see karma that way for me I see it as a bad thing so I don't know how that resonated in most people's mind if they're like anything like me but here's the thing Malcolm I'm one of those people that will protest right. So I'm not a physical protester. You won't. You would never see me. This is just me, guys. You would never see me um, protesting physically with signs. And maybe one day I will. Today I know I'm not that type of person. But I am quick well, to. Hmm? <laughs> I was going to say your best protesting probably is what you're going to say. Your best protest yes. is what, what are you going to do? It's with petitions. Generally. Well, oh, actually. Okay, okay, that's true, but I'm very disappointed in most people that don't realize that, Malcolm. You're absolutely right. You want to hurt people? Don't buy their products. But I am quick to protest with the written word. So because I'm quick that to works. protest, I, mm-hmm, I constantly get these uh, uh, emails they're like, it's been unjust, this Tracy, sign this petition. And because I signed one, they sent all of them to me, right? right. So I got one yesterday about the CEO, and they want him fired, right? Okay. He just took over, mind you, but that's okay. He what? He just took over. That's, a lot. that's even he funnier. Just right. There's... There are certain factors that might come into play. He, you know, he's not an American. You know, I don't know what his upbringing was like in terms of male-female comparison. But today, today I was not in the mood to sign this petition to fire him. Like, I don't know if that was the answer today. I think what he did was finally some idiot out there, some executive out there, finally made it known that you guys don't care about us, women. You you don't care about us. Now we can really have the dialogue. And by the way, President Obama is fighting for the same issue. And they keep trying to run him out of office. You know what I mean? They're well, ignoring him. But this guy said something stupid, and they're like, oh, how horrible. Now let's, let's turn to Obama, and let's see what Obama's trying to do to fix it. But I don't know if today's the day to fire him. I just don't agree with that today. Well, I, I never said anything about fire. I'm just saying that, you know, it certainly needs, it, it raises eyebrows oh. that he, he looked at because he, you know, like, it, it, it was kind of like the dumbest thing he could have said at the time that he said it. I mean, he could have been out it at lunch with his friends and said it. He could have, you know, he might have gotten away with it. But where he was at and how he was saying it, because you see the tape of him saying it, and you could see he's just yeah. talking off the cuff and it's like, 
he, he, listen, his body language, he was, you know, leaning to the side. He was just uh, conversating. He was feeling good. <laughs> good about himself. Yes. But um, to say something that crazy in front of who he was, I mean, if he had said it in front of a group of men and said, yeah, women should have karma, it might have had got, it might not have gotten any traction. But right. he was at a women's conference talking to a, nothing but women and saying basically, if, you know, men can ask for a raise, and, you know, that's the way they should do it. But you as women, mm-hmm. you should pretty much, you know, just, just wait till it happens for you. It'll happen. Just keep waiting. And here, here, I'm only saying, like, fire him only because as of lately, they want everybody to get fired. They want Roger Goodart to get fired. They want Ray Rice to get fired. Ray Rice did lose his job. They And I am not in agreement with that, guys. I've already talked about this. I don't think Ray Rice should lose his job. Not because I value Ray Rice. The lesson's not being learned. His wife is suffering. The last thing we want is Ray Rice to lose his job. What we want is to take care of the family and have that rise up in a different manner. And again, I'm back to this guy so that people can learn their lesson. She's now in total fear because she's saying to herself, talking about Ray Rice and the wife, Janae, this was my fault. And I'm like, gee, that's just great, America. Now we had Ray Rice lose his job, but we've got a woman over here that nobody's taking care of. Nobody knows her fear. And I'm just, you know, back to this executive that I'm not in agreement of firing him today. Could he lose his job ultimately? Yes. Is he an embarrassment to the company today? Absolutely. They'll deal with him. Yeah, but generally but guys like this, when they lose their job, they get a, they get these golden parachutes, and they they walk away richer than they were. So he'll be okay. I don't. He was, I even don't if doubt he lost that. His job today, he'll be fine. But I don't doubt that. I just think social media is we're all on this bandwagon, a bandwagon of fire, a fire. We're all fired up, and you know now we want. I'm upset, so now I want you to lose your job. That's not the answer. He made a stupid mistake. You know, female raises um, is a problem in this country. Maybe it's a problem globally. You want to fight women? Stick together and fight. Yeah. And, and I know, thought about this today. It's funny. Not to cut you off, but it's funny you brought, brought this up. Because here's what I thought about. I was like, if they have no women working at all, if we all just decided kind of not to work, this is stupid. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just going to bring it up because maybe it's not so stupid. And there's, there's an imbalance of females in the executive level. There's an imbalance because at some point you just decide, I'm not going to let men do this to me. They'll pay you to work for them. They'll give you to raise it. We're so busy fighting for our rights that sometimes you just got to give it up, let it go. And I'm not, you know, people need their jobs, but I'm just saying there's another way to handle it, and in a weird kind of way, you handle it economically. Don't go after the executive jobs if they're not going to pay you. Let it be an inbound. The companies will begin to acknowledge that they need women and they will pay the great salaries for those women. In any case, maybe that's a stupid idea. I don't know. It's going to sound a little like what he wants. <laughs> Good karma. <laughs> Just wait <it> to come. <laughs> and I don't know if it's ever going to come if you wait for it. I mean, you kind of got to. I think women should ask for races, just like men ask for races. You know what I'm saying? It, it, why wait? Why should women be forced to wait when, when men have been asked for races for the history of man? 
It's like, but hey, Malcolm, I, need a way. I think it's the wrong dialogue. It's not like it doesn't begin with him. It begins with the daughter that you're raising. You know, well, it doesn't begin with the executive. I'm not going to release. I didn't have a daughter. I'm very, you know, I, you know, I didn't have a child. That's a girl. I had a boy. But if I had a girl, she would be fierce. My daughter would go after that race. My child. I don't know if it begins, like, today. I think we have to, like, look at how we're raising our little, you know, pumpkins, our little sweet little pink ribbon girls. No, no, we gotta raise them tougher and still be a woman and still be sexy. We gotta raise them better. I think the kids of today are actually on a better place than we were. Uh, I think the problem, though, is I think the problem, though, Tracy Farrell, is 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 the leadership, the the current leadership, not the leadership that's to come, but the current leadership that doesn't value women, that thinks that. Oh no. No. No, wait. <laughs> I read the Twitter as you're talking. Talk, um, Lavender says I'm making the same argument he did. What does that mean? What am I doing? What am I saying yeah, wrong? Yeah, you are making the same argument. That he, that oh I'm my God, I don't mean to. What am I saying wrong? Oh no. So basically, you're saying women should, you know, just kind of wait it out, and it's going to happen for them. I'm like, no, women should jump in their faces and make them give it to them because at the end of the day, a lot of times a woman, there are a lot of competent women in the workforce. And so to to yes. tell them that they have to wait to get a raise, that's just stupid. But <laughs> what, I, what are you talking I, about? I apologize. I never said wait. I said reverse. I meant reverse it, like to do just the opposite because it doesn't always work for us to demand and jump in their faces. Like the first thing that they'll say is we're we're angry you know, they'll fire us in a yeah, minute. But, so I I didn't mean it that yeah, way. Are, I apologize. But, 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 I, but okay. you are angry and you I didn't mean in their to. faces. And you actually could kick them in their little milk gonads while you're at it because at the end of the day, no, 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 no. I hate to say it, you've got to force mm-hmm. people to, you know, because they're not going to give it to you. They're just not because they're thinking that you don't deserve it. And oh. like I said, there's a plenty of women that deserve like but here's the, okay, maybe, okay, I'm going to apologize to all women out there. What I am saying is that when we do it that way, then it becomes an individual problem. We've all been at a job where it's an individual problem. If it's going to be a big deal, global, then as a group of us, we need to fix the executive, not individually, because individually, nobody's going to know your story. Does that make sense? There there have been women out there that, you know, are frustrated, may have been fighting, may have act. And individually in that company, you don't hear that story. They'll get demoted. They'll get fired. They'll start um, attacking their appraisal, their job performance, to the point where they get afraid and they leave the job, they go someplace else. I'm just saying if it's going to be done, the fight has to be Bigger, global, but in a way where the, these executives, executive women, turn their back on the job that they think that they want as a group. But maybe it's unrealistic. I apologize. But that's the vision I have in, in my head, that it should be bigger, turn your backs on the job, don't even go after these jobs to the point where the companies 
then have to acknowledge our value. That's what I was trying to say. So I'm not in agreement with him. I promise you. I Maybe my language is off. Well, see, but it, I guess it, it sounds like you're, by doing that, you know, you're hoping that I'm in agreement. They'll, come, they'll, they'll come to their senses and just give it to you. And mm. they wouldn't. Okay. They wouldn't. Mm. Okay. And they just wouldn't. So I, I, I'm a more in a mindset of, you know what, sometimes you got to fight for what's right. And, you know, and so if you're that woman, <laughs> fight. Kick them in the nuts. Fight. But, okay, I'm just going to go back to if any of you girls have ever fought for your job, ever, the way that they get back at you is through your job performance. All of a sudden, a qualified person does not get good reviews. It happens. I mean, a lot, Malcolm, a lot. I understand. It happens. Because the last thing they want is an angry female. Like, it's, it's a nightmare. But I, it is. I, I, I did not mean to agree with him. I just said the method is off. I do not believe well, in waiting. I, I do believe in, you know, turning the situation around. And I could explain this on blue in the face, and I may not come out correct anyway, but I just believe in turning the situation around from a huge perspective, huge, where it's kind of like burning of the broad. We're not taking it anymore. Everybody quits their, their executive jobs until the guys are like, we fucked up. But maybe that's unrealistic. And I, I'm not in yeah, agreement I'm more, with him. Please don't think that. I guess I'm more uh-huh. of the, the Norma Ray. Remember when Sally Field did the Norma Ray thing? And it was like, I'm going to stand up and I'm not taking it anymore. That's, I'm more of that mindset. It's fight. Fight well, man. Make, but make it just can't be. But it just can't be on an individual basis. Nobody hears your individual story. And that's the yeah, problem that I have with this that's true, female male. Sometimes, sometimes it has to be on an individual basis for you to get the change that you want. But Malcolm, we've been fighting. But we've been fighting. But it's like. No, no, no. But you have to fight where women pull together now. Pull together. Oh, like, there no has to be a better language with us. Yes. And Desi just wrote, Desi just wrote, I was told point blank by a manager that I was too smart for her own good. That means, and I know what that means, Desi. That means you came across confident and cocky, and you you were detailed in your description, whatever you were doing. They don't like that. Yeah, shit. I'm not saying yeah, don't act see, that way. For, but, but anybody mm-hmm. who would say that to anybody, you're too smart for your own good. That's pretty. He's inadequate. You know, it's like <laughs> yes. Can you have an employee that's too smart? I mean, I'm thinking if, if Never. I have an employee, Never. I'm like I. I'll be like, man, you are great. You're so smart. I need you on my team. I got this. No, you're too smart. I got this. Don't worry about me. I'm good. Right. But the man gets away away with that cockiness, and a woman comes across pretty much a bitch. And what I'm saying is on an individual level, when a woman gets to a certain executive place, it's hard to fight for your raise. I'm just, I, I believe it's hard to fight for your raise without them coming back at you and, one, not giving you the raise, and, two, then again, making you feel inadequate, and then, three, even the potential of you losing your job. I just don't think 
individually that works. It has to be a bigger, global coming together and fight. I believe that we should fight. I just don't think it should be the way it's been done. Okay. Well, you know, I can't argue about it because at the end of the day, the world is still kind of jacked up. It's been jacked up. And, you know, I, I don't know when it's going to be fixed because we got a whole lot of issues. Uh, the issues between the sexes are big issues. The issues between the races are big issues. And, you know, there's But, but now, no let me tell everyone, I'm, I'm always down for my girls. So if I said something wrong, I will definitely concede that maybe my language is off and I'm going to apologize because I never meant my language to be off for the girls. I'm always down but for my I, girls first, always. I, I think, Tracy, I think everybody knows that. So you're That's not, right. You're, you don't have to apologize too much. I, I, you know, we got it. Okay. Yeah. All right, Malcolm. I'm gonna apologize to everyone. We got way off topic, which threw us off on some political stuff. Um, we will stay on topic next week. I, I'm really, really sorry. We're gonna follow. You take the lead next week, Malcolm. Just you take the lead. When I take the lead, I go off on other things like my dog bones. Yeah, but it's interesting. So, you know, we have a couple with it. You know, it was thank God he doesn't have a bowler, right? <laughs> anyway, Tracy's been nice. Anyway. I guess I will bid you adieu. All right. Have a good weekend. I will. Okay. Take it easy. Talk. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. I'm 786, you're on the line. Hello? Hi, Samantha. Hi. Samantha! I haven't heard you. I thought about you today. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Not bad. Samantha, did you go back to work at the school? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm actually um working at Macy's. Okay. Still and hating it. I'm just really like concerned about health right now. About what? My health. Your health? Samantha, why? Why are yeah. you worried about your health? What's going on? I mean I think I might be a bit of a hypochondriac. I'm hoping that's what it is, but <laughs> me I, too. <laughs> I'm hoping that's what it is. Give me a question. Just spit it out. Yeah, well, I just I set an appointment for the doctor for the end of November, and I'm just hoping, like when he does all the blood tests, urine tests, all that, that everything's fine. I'm negative. I don't have anything horrible. Like that's really what's concerning me. Okay, hold and a on. Job. <laughs> so let me just tell everyone, I don't do health readings, all right? But because it's un- I think it's unethical to do health readings, but mm-hmm. um, but um. But you may have been compromised. Do you know what I mean by that? I don't know what I mean by that. That's the word that's coming to me. You may have been compromised. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to you? 
Yes, it does. It does. It makes sense to you. Okay. Um, I can tell, well, you know what, Samantha, there's a couple of problems I have with you. Um, you take too many things to heart, okay? So let's just say you're in Boston and you're waiting for the run-ins to come through the line. And then a bomb goes off, right? And you lose your leg, Samantha, right? Mm-hmm. And several people lose their leg. Three out of five people will accept their new status in life. They will accept that I do not have a leg, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you would be the type of person that would spend the next 10 years brooding over the lost leg. Mm-hmm. No matter what's going on, Samantha, there's, you still have life. Does that make sense now? Yes. Fight, Samantha. Fight better. Bring that. Bring your spirit out. Fight. Fight for life, Samantha. Mm-hmm. Am I am I being too hard on you right now? No. Okay. That's the problem that I have with you. But I also see that you're actually getting my message as I'm talking. You're actually getting my message, and and you're going to be okay in the long haul, Samantha. But mm-hmm. it's, it's also a learning curve. It's going to take you about eight months to understand everything before you recognize, like, the value of, Mhm. Okay. Yeah. You're you're spending way too much time thinking that the glass is half full. That one day you woke up and the, you had nothing in the glass. Mm-hmm. So I want to be able to say to you, start putting stuff in the glass. You're living. You're available to the world. Somebody out there needs you, and I want you to start acting like that's the reason why you're here, because somebody needs you. Maybe you haven't ran into that person just yet. Maybe you may not run into that person for 10 years, but somebody needs you, and you can't spend the rest of your life with this feeling of doom and gloom. Mm Mm-hmm. The, the chances are that there could be, you know, something that needs some medical attention. That's the truth. Okay. So with that being said, deal with it. It is not the end of the world. You hear what I'm saying? Deal with it. Be aggressive. You know, let somebody know. I'm not taking it anymore. I'm choosing life. All right? Yeah. So with that being said, when's your appointment? Um, The end of November. But I'm really okay. thinking that I can just do it the end of this month. Yes. Push it out. 
still wait until the end of November? No, push it, push it forward, push it up. Deal with it. Mm -hmm. I want you to uh, uh, go be more proactive about your medical condition. Go find a doctor that will see you right now. Mm -hmm. Push it up. Take care of it. Okay. All right. And at this stage of the game, Samantha, I don't want you to worry about too much else. Take care of your health. Yeah. All right. Okay. Do you want to give me another question or you just want to end there? Oh, it's a lot to take in. Um and I it's a lot to take in. I'm sorry, honey. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna get off from here and I want you to mm-hmm. call me later because I don't want you to, to 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 do this by yourself. Call me later. Give me about okay. an hour and call me. All right, honey? Okay. All right, let me be there for you. I'm I'm not gonna let you do this by yourself. Call me. Or, or if you if I don't hear from you, I'm gonna call you. <laughs> Thank you so let much. Let me just make You're sure. So don't hang up. Let me just make sure I have your number. It shows up here, but I just want to make sure I have it in my phone. Hold okay. on. Because I have a couple of numbers for you. Yep. I got it, honey. Okay. We'll definitely talk, okay? Okay. Thank you so much, Tracy. You're welcome, honey. I'll talk to you in about an hour. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Daddy. Yes. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I I kind of I'm kind of down after that last call. That's like, man, it makes my question yeah. seem so trivial because, ooh, Lord. Ugh. Well, you know I hate what? People sound like that. You know, she sounds so sad, and you know, oh my yeah. goodness. Well, I like Sam. She I like that she calls in. She's She's yes, an interesting she's person. actually adorable, and she has a heavy mm-hmm. history. So, mm. she, you know, she's always talked about it on the air, so it's not, it's not a secret. I'm not giving away, you know, any of her secrets, but she has a boyfriend mm-hmm. that passed away. It's a really, you know, it, it hit her hard, and she's had a, a long struggle with that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And then from having that long struggle, she's had some employment issues. So it's hard for her to look at life as if life is taking care of her. But she's right. also, I think, the oldest of her family, and she's an example of the family, and she has such a good heart that she, you mm-hmm. know, she's there for her whole family. And I'm like, no, stop, stop. You be there for you. Stop. Everybody stop. You mm-hmm. know? And and I've known Samantha, I think, for a year and a half from doing a radio show, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but let me let me put it in perspective. Everybody's situation is important to them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sam's situation is Sam's situation. Yours is not trivial. It's a part of your life. So don't even think Mm -hmm. of it that way. I guess uh, guess because I I had a celebrity question, and I was like, wow, after that, I kind of don't want to ask it. (laughs) No, ask it. Before you ask it, I just want to be able to tell you that Mm -hmm. I normally don't get jealous anything or anyone normally <laughs> you know where I'm going with this yes I do 
I'm so jealous <laughs> that you're going to the Outcast concert in Louisiana. Yes, I'm going to the Voodoo Festival. That Halloween is crazy night. to me. They are headlining. That's crazy. I think they, yeah, it's like this huge thing or whatever. And I told you that, I mean, I, I found out about it from a couple of people at my school, and I told you that, you know, the teacher is going as well with his sister. And, like, and did you guys talk? And then he, he got tickets himself, and you got tickets? How did this all come about that oh, even okay. he's going? So, right. So, okay, so I told you about that whole little issue that we had and how much of a jerk he was being, right? So I yes. kind of I clarified it going on because he thought I was, like, I was making a joke at his – well, he didn't know it was a joke. Because I guess the text ah. didn't come across that way. So oh, he was Lord. a little Texting. salty about, yeah, he was a little oh. salty about me teasing him about about his drinking or whatever. A little okay. salty about that. So Why? I kind of cleared it up. And Why did you bring that, that up? Because I just had a curious, because I know you and I have talked. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sometimes I get concerned that, like, what I might say to someone then gets translated to someone else. Like, what I say to you, what you say to me, like, you're spicy, I'm spicy. So I know in some mm-hmm. about text, we're just like, duh, 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 duh. and I'm concerned that maybe I fired you up <laughs> and then you put it on him. <laughs> no, not at all. No, it totally wasn't like that. It was just one of those okay. things where I, I like, kind of, we were we were laughing and joking about it and I was like, Okay, well since I, I feel like I'm getting on your nerves because I that's why I don't like texting you and then he was like, Not at all and then it, we just kinda talked about it from there. I was like, Well when you were when you said that about my text message I was a little put off by that and he was and I said mm-hmm. it kinda hurt my feelings. I said because I'm sensitive that way. I'm I you know, I'm really sensitive. You know, it's like, funny how the ones with the sharp tongue is also sensitive. Mm-hmm. So that's so you. true. <laughs> yes, that's me. I can dish, but I can't take. That right. is me. <laughs> yes, that is me. I, I can agree that he may not be looking at things the same way as you're looking at things, and I just want to add that when he's drunk and you don't know it, remember, because it's on the weekend, oh, he yeah. may not respond. He may not respond because he's not in the same frame of mind in that moment. I never thought about it like that. Maybe that's what it was. Oh. And like, well, thank you. But it was, yes. I don't know, but it was it was Sunday, and he was like, I was like, oh, is this Hangover Sunday? Because we talked about it on yes. Saturday. Him yes, going out it's to Hangover party. Sunday. Yes, right. And I guess he didn't like that. <laughs> oh well, you know. Yeah. See, and again, because I have the same language as you, I got that. I'm like, yep, hangover Sunday. By the way, leftover Monday. Don't think that it's, he's not. He's not really cleaning up. <laughs> he's not cleaning up Sunday. He's not 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 drinking on Sunday. He's not not drinking on Monday. So mm. Monday mornings, there's some residuals there. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you then to look at the cards and see? What our friendship, what is around our friendship? Because he's, hmm, hmm, hmm. <laughs> Things have gotten weird this past, like, What's his sign? 
He's a Pisces. Problem number I, one. I told you that. Yeah, that's problem one. <laughs> <laughs> and you're a Gemini, right? Yes. Okay, hold on. Uh, you got to be more gentle with the Pisces. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Even though Pisces will have, remember, some fish fight. So Pisces will have a sting. Mm. Well, they're, see, I was thinking, not. the way the way that I look at mm-hmm. it is, okay, Pisces is the fish, so he drinks like a fish, and that's possibly. what it is. <laughs> okay. The, the answer to that is possibly, but I can tell you that it's probably DNA. If you have real conversations with him, somebody else in his immediate family drinks. So it's either his mom or his dad, and then that parent has the same kind of, you know, relationship with the source. Mm. You know, drinking is not a, necessarily about the sign. It's more, it's really DNA. It's more history for me. The right. way I've always seen it. That's what I figured. Okay. Um, mm. Now, remember, I'm looking at your friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, he's oddly closed off, oddly closed off. You know, there is a key to getting through to him. There is a key. Um, I feel like that you're trying to figure out the key. The five of cups tells me there is something there. There is something there. But it seems like every single time something gets taken away. So whereas you had faith in the beginning, it's less and less and less. So if I had five cups in front of me, you know, I'm down to two cups available to you. That's what the five of cups means. <laughs> hmm Now, in terms of drinking, i got to be honest with you. There's a side of him that doesn't like himself when he's drinking. Mm. He's actually disgusted with himself when he's drinking. There's something that he's like, he can't stop right now. I know he organizes it, but he can't stop it. So I know he patterns himself, but even his pattern, he just makes up for the lack of it on the weekend. Right. Right. So he's, you know, it's like a fat person. You can take the cake away all you want, but finally <laughs> when you get the cake, <laughs> you, you devour it. Whole, you devour it's binging. it. It's binging. It's binging. That's what it is for him. And he doesn't like himself. Now, he needs Alcoholic Anonymous. I'm sorry. I won't take it back. That's what he needs. <laughs> Is there hope? He does. But I'll tell you why he does. Because, because he's lost on the weekend. Like, he almost can't wait for Friday. So wow. not, he, he's not controlling it, really. He's making sure that he can have a job every day. He's making sure nobody sees it. That's the reason why you and he are having a conflict. What you said in your text was almost like seeing him in person, and that was a problem for him. You nailed Mm. him to the cross. You saw it. And he's hiding it from everyone. I don't have a problem. Don't you see? I don't I don't drink during the week. I only drink on the weekend. The problem with his drinking is that he's he's almost like on the floor doubled up. 
after he's drinking. Does that make sense? That's how bad his drinking yes. is on a weekend. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so sad. It's sad. So with that being said, when you ask me about your friendship with him, mm-hmm. um, here's, here's what I need to say today. Desi, it's not about you. Hmm. He has a he has a problem. So the most you can do is be copacetic, be on the same page as him, have little expectations, because until he recognizes that this is my problem, you can't fix it. So if you give him little jabs, it's like mm-hmm. you're tapping into his secret. He doesn't want this to be seen. I see. Because I said something to him about something else. Because he says these little things, and I'll be like, wow, these, these are things I didn't know. Okay, let me add that to mm. the list of things I didn't know about you. Like, we laugh about that kind of stuff. And one time I was making fun of him for something, and he was like, okay, I need to stop giving you so much ammo. And see, it, and you're not. He, it's not even about that. Why is he hiding himself so much? It's not about you having ammo. You just have a clear mind. You're not a drinker, so you have this clear mind. So when he says something, he's giving himself away. He's not ready to deal with his ugly. Mm. Well, you would think that somebody who almost died as a result of alcohol would never want to touch that kind of stuff again. Like when I say, I guess he and a friend Mm -hmm. got into a car accident, Mm-hmm. And he was almost, because of the way he was sitting in the car, he had a seatbelt on, but because of the way mm-hmm. he was sitting in the car, like the way they slid underneath this, like this, this 18-wheeler, like they slid under it. The car was way mm-hmm. He Who like, was driving? He, friend. He was drunk too, though. Yes. Did they both survive? Yes. In a weird kind of way, they both survived because they were drunk. Mm. Your reflexes are a little different. They're a little they're sloppy. And right. so it might have been a good thing in a weird kind of way. I mean, mm-hmm. they're in an accident because they were drunk, but then being drunk saved them. <laughs> wow. And now they don't think, period. Because well, I guess the guy that was driving tried to blame say that Josh was driving the car but he wasn't driving the car. And their friendship ended from there. But he told me, he was like, I was completely lost when I got in the car and was drinking. Like, I was a completely lost soul. I lost my faith in God. I didn't have, I was completely lost. I was just living. I was, no, I was just existing. I wasn't living. I was existing. I was just there. Wow. Did he recover from that? Yes. Because there's no way, he's saying there's no way I should have survived. There's no way. And, and he's, he's like, this is my... as he does. Right. And he's like, I'm still... Yeah. He's like, but... And now it's become, well, I'm, I only drink on the weekends, and, you know, I don't drink during the week, period. But I drink during the weekend. So it's almost like he's bargaining. Like, okay, well, if I don't bargaining. Drink, it's not as bad, you know? And if... He, and, like, I don't mind him drinking on the weekends. Don't get me wrong. I mind mm-hmm. how he's drinking on a weekend. He's overcompensating with what's being lost during the week. So it's not like he's having one or two glasses. He's lost in the sauce on the weekend. 
by the way, he has the potential for getting mm-hmm. arrest, getting arrested because he's drinking. Oh, my God. No. He's not in his house drinking by himself, safe. That doesn't, it doesn't feel like he's doing that. I know people that do that. That's safe. He's, he's partying and drinking, isn't he? Yes. He's with friends. Well, there's, yes. another, there's an arrest coming. And he, I, I'm praying that this arrest will take care of this. I do see maybe somebody getting hurt. I do. Oh, my God. What he's going through needs to be exposed. It cannot be exposed through you. So the question is, where's your friendship going? You'll compromise it if you think you're the one to save him. He doesn't want to listen. And not that you shouldn't try. Like, I would never take that from you because when something happens, Desi, I think you're going to be guilty. I think you're going to be like, I wish I would have said something. So I'm not going to stop you, but if you do, understand that it diminishes your friendship. So it, it doesn't work for you anyway. This is going to happen. What he's going through is going to happen anyway. He had an opportunity to fix this. That's why the first accident occurred. Accidents are usually no accidents. Accidents are usually divine. And, and I'm not... And I'm not kidding about that. Not everybody gets mm-hmm. what the message from divine is. People see it as just an accident. It's never just an accident. It's almost like you're so out of control right now. You're not thinking straight. We need you to turn around and change your whole lifestyle. Do you understand? Most people don't get it. Most people just, I, I can't wait to sue the insurance company. I can't wait to get some money. And it's really right. a di- di- divine type of relationship to change your life. With that being said, you're not the savior of this guy. Your friendship gets compromised regardless. He is going to wind up in a situation regardless. I see a mother and child. I see somebody getting hurt. Mm. The most that you can do maybe to help him is just lie to him and say, hey, you know, I had a premonition and you were driving and I saw you in a car. Maybe lie to him so that he can have that memory so that he can be more conscious, you know, when he's drinking and driving, but he's a little reckless. Like there are things that you don't see. And he says that too. He says that the the first accident Yeah, the first accident messed up his frontal lobe, like his impulses. So he has, sometimes he'll have issues with with impulses. With driving. Well, no, he didn't say driving, but he was like, well, my my impulses are off. Like, but, but don't you drive with impulse? So if you're to avoid something, you need that quick, and no, you've already compromised? Thing. He's talking about like impulses. Okay. Yeah, he's talking about impulses as in, you know, I can I do something and I don't think about it. I just do it. Yeah. Oh, he just oh that could be liquor related too, by the way. Wait, are you saying that he he gets an impulse and he just does it? Right. Sometimes he has trouble controlling his impulses, like he can't ah. he just he'll do something and then he'll think about it later. 
what you I wonder if he's doing that when he's drinking or non-drinking because is it part of his liquid courage? Mm, that I don't know. Because he said the brain thing is the result of his accident because he suffered some brain damage. And I don't doubt that, but he's still drinking as a result of his brain damage. So the impulses, is that related to him still drinking? And is he better with these impulses? Right. Hmm. And if it is, I don't know if you can have these conversations with him because you're kind of, you're, you're exposing yourself in terms of, like, letting him know, I see what the hell you're doing, which makes him shut down. Like, he already announced that he's probably going to be a little conscious with you, which is unfortunate. Um, but I'm just wondering if these impulses is liquor-related, which means he should not be drinking ever. But this is a lesson... Oh, hold oh, on a second. Go back. Interesting. That's a, uh-huh. Hold on a second. Um, uh, I never t- tell you guys what your careers are um, and unless you give me permission. Um, uh-huh. And I don't know why I do it that way, but I actually, you know, am around some very educated people on my television show, including you, Desi. But Lavender <laughs> says, <laughs> and I love that. I love that. Lavender says, Frontal lobe damage is very specific. And then she goes, very important, Desi, be careful around this guy. He's such a nice guy, though. Ah, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I'm throwing my hands up in the a... air. I'm gonna no, no, no. I don't like, oh. No, I know what you mean, but like he's such a nice guy. Oh my gosh, he's such a nice guy, and like I, you know what, Desi? I wish you could hang out with him on the weekend when he's drunk. People tend to tell their true side when when they're drunk. Do you understand that? Their true well, I guess side. We'll, we'll see at the Voodoo Festival, won't we? Because he'll be there. Oh shit! That's in Louisiana, where all they do is drink. Huh? He'll be there with his sister. I come from a family of drunks, right? Me too. I come from a family (laughs) of angry drunks, angry drunks. Mm. Like, when I drink, I'm happy. I'm elated. I'm like, oh, my God, like, life is but a breeze when I'm drinking. I don't know how I came from a family of evil-minded, like, belligerent, like, yelling, screaming drunks. It had gotten to the point where I had to recognize who I was, and I gave up drinking because I couldn't recognize my family for who they were. Once I gave mm-hmm. up drinking, I started to look at them, and I and I got it. Not that I could get them to change. All I could do is change for myself, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I only picked up drinking recently, and I'm back to, and I, and I only drink in a safe environment with a guy that I know, blah, 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 blah. I don't, I don't like, go out on a date with a random dude and drink. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to be the safest guy in America for me. But with that being said, I do that because of the drunk inside of me, the potential of, like, maybe not acting well when I'm drinking, which mm-hmm. is always there, always. For me, it's always there. So with that being said, I guess you will see in Louisiana. 
Lavender says, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but if he has frontal lobe damage and his impulse control is off, then he is potentially dangerous. Mm. And I'm going to bring up another point. Seventh heaven. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's child molestation. We can't go there. That's child molestation. <laughs> but his appearance is this nice guy. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it, maybe that's a sign. Maybe nice guy syndrome is a sign. Right. But I'm telling you, every now and then he'll slip and say something that kind of gives me a glimpse into, like, what type of person he is or listen what. To that, listen to that glimpse. Mm-hmm. Because the one thing I can tell you is that people tell on themselves, listen to them, believe them. Don't re-justify it in your head. Listen to them. Only they know themselves. When he gives you a little bit, he's telling you who he is. Give me an example. Can I hear an example? <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I think one time we were talking about, like, going out and stuff, and he was like, we were talking about, like, dating or whatever, and he was he said something like, um, well, no, I said, no, 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 I'm sorry, he said, Oh well, normally if I when I shave my facial hair, the girls they come up to me and um, they think I'm a I'm a soldier of some sort because we live in a military town or whatnot. He's like, and it's kind okay. of annoying. He's like because they're all trying to look for a guy that they want to take care of them. And I was like, well, mm. a I said they're not looking for. They're first they're going to look at you anyway because you're you're easy on the eyes anyway. Like you're not bad to look at. And yes. I was like, and then, and then they're going to get into, you know, what does he do? And honestly, I mean, a lot of girls are looking to see if you are gainfully employed. I mean, because you have a lot of things going for you. Like I said, you're handsome, mm-hmm. you're gainfully employed, that sort of thing. And then he was, right. I was like, I bet you, and then I said, well, I, I bet you have a ton of girls. Just, I mean, you have to. And he looked at, at me and he was right. like, yeah. And he, and he looked at me and he goes, well, no, I try not to feed the animals. <gasps> And it was a joke, but, like, it wasn't a joke. And it bothered was, me so much. Oh, that was a because weird was description, a, though. It was such a shitty thing to say. Like, how dare you compare women to animals, women that are in, attracted to you to animals? Like, what are, what are you really trying to say? Hmm. Like, how dare you do that? And it bothered me a lot. And I was like, okay, well, it, it was like, it was so shocking. And he was dead serious. Hmm. And then I was asking him what his drink of choice was, and he was like, "Well, honestly, my nickname it's in college hard, right? used to be it used to be Bourbon Josh." And I was like, "Oh, oh. Bourbon Josh! Bourbon Josh! He can drink it straight, by the way. He doesn't need to mix it." Oh no! Uh uh-uh. uh He doesn't need to mix it. He can do it straight. I like him. He's, he's not a. He's not too. a cocktail. Well, <laughs> says he. Let's be really, he's got really. Food. Well, he's got Let's some bad really, stuff. <laughs> some really bad stuff going on. Desi, you can't talk out of two sides of your face. Listen, <laughs> the, the one, 
Yeah. The one gift that you have is that you're in your 20s. I usually yes. meet women that start out where you're at right now, but I meet them at 40. Mm-hmm. And there's so much training that goes into a relationship that by the time I get them in their 40s, it's so hard to deprogram. It can take almost two years depending upon the individual and how they decide they need to be deprogrammed. And I'm not saying I deprogram anybody. I'm just saying it's like self-realization of what they've allowed themselves to go through for 12 years. Right. Right. You're in your 20s. Right. Stop this now. You're you're yeah, showing that you are attracted like romantic. to okay. Yeah. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Nice guy. No. <laughs> uh, no. And he's All such a good you friend. To do. <laughs> and and he is a good friend. Let him be the good friend. Exactly. But I just worry be about careful because no, he's a grown man, Desi. You're not his mama. I know. Pull back. Pull back. I'm not going to guarantee he's going to be okay. That I can't say. What I can say is it's his destiny. Now, you can step in front of his destiny. You can walk side by side with this dude. Then you have his destiny on you. No. I can't do that. That's what I'm asking you to look at. (laughs) That's all I'm asking you to look at. Be careful of this nurturing thing that you think that this guy needs. Because not even that. It's those... not even that. It's like, I don't know. I see so many good qualities in him. He's such a, and like I said, he, he's such a good person. But uh, no one's doubting that. Okay. I'll, I'll give, give you an example. Anybody go out like that and sucks. No, I'll give you an example. And this is very, very intimate to me. I had a girl in my uh, room yesterday, family member, and she said the same thing intimately. She said, I feel so bad for him, and I know both parties. And I said to her, let him go. Just for today, let him go. Let him go on his path. Let him figure out what he needs to do. You don't step into this. And I didn't even have to talk too hard. Like, she got it. And I was like, okay, good. Mm-hmm. You know, and that means delete him from your Twitter. Delete him from your, you know, whatever you guys do, Facebook. Like, let him go. Because whatever he's doing is somewhat destructive. And I'm telling you, when I tell you this from an intimate relationship with both people, it's intimate. And still I had to say to the girl, let him go. Let him find his way. I don't doubt that he's going to find his way. My concern is is if he's going to hurt other people. And I don't Mm -hmm. want her thinking that it's okay to try and fix him or nurture him or stand in front of him because then what he's going to do is hurt her. And I just said this yesterday. I promise you. I'll text you and tell you who the parties are. Okay. And this is intimate with me. And I'm only telling you this because I want to prove to you, Desi, that it's so intimate with me and I don't even know this guy. Separate yourself from your working relationship. That's what you have with him. (sighs) 
So our friendship is over. No. <laughs> well, I'm asking. I'm, that's what my uh, that was what, what my question was. No. Okay, so our friendship. Your, your friendship is not over. It's how you decide, like, what encompasses your friendship. Hmm. It's not over. Just let him be. Let him be whatever he wants to be. Let him drink on the weekend. Let him have a good time. Be careful about how you want to show him that you can see him for real. I don't know if that language is necessary. Right. No, you can have a friendship with him. Just be conscious of who you think you are for him. Don't be any. Don't be too much more than than friends. Is what I'm saying. Because for right <laughs> what does now, that mean? <laughs> it's hard to explain. Ah, this for okay. Ah, your friendship's not over. He is a friend. Right. Be careful of be careful of your language in terms of what you think is support. And what he thinks is exposure. Oh, I see. Maybe I should stop making fun of him so much for his drink. Because, yeah, I talk a lot about about his drinking. Not in a not in a way where you need to get this under control, but more in like hey, more in like Josh. <laughs> right, you're dr- exactly. Yes, I would say yeah. Don't make so much fun of him. It, it works against him. We'll get him angry. I have to agree with Lavender to be, you know, by the way, um, that the potential based upon this impulse thing of his that he thinks he has under control, mm-hmm. you know, I would have to say be conscious of what that means for you. I would say when you're in um, Louisiana, mm-hmm. if, he's, if he's drinking, be conscious. You don't want to wind up in a situation where you think, you know, you're ha- you know, I don't want you to have, you know, I don't want any physical contact and, <laughs> oh you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know, Sandy. You never know. He doesn't see me in that way, and I don't see him in that way. He's an attractive unless, guy who happens to be my Unless friend. he's drunk. Unless he's drunk. You have not seen him drunk. That's true. I haven't seen him drunk. When he you're invited, you should to go and hang out with him. Uh-huh. But I'm like, I don't think I want to do that. I think I'm okay. I mean, in the beginning, he might be conscious because he knows he has to, you know, have a better <laughs> presentation. But after a while, he can't hold that in. People can't, can't control themselves, especially when they have an alcohol problem. He has an alcoholic problem. Yes. Right. Yes. So here's what I can tell you. My presence is not going to change much. But it's not, again, it's not about you. I'm back to that original statement. Right. Right. It's about him, and he cannot, he will not be able to control it. He might do it in the beginning because he has to prove something to you. He doesn't want you to see his (laughs) ugly. But he's one of those guys, you keep spending time with him and time with him until he doesn't give a shit. And once that toothpaste is out, he'll never give a shit. Mm. But meanwhile, you would have established this relationship with him that gets closer and closer to the point where you think you have some responsibility with him. And then 
who's lost here? Because she's going to be fine. But who's going to be damaged here? And I'm just trying mm. to save you because you're young enough not to step into all this ugly. I just don't mm. want you to be 40 when today is the day to fix this. Look at what you're asking. Today is the day. Do not cross that path with this guy. All about saving the kids. You're a 20-something-year-old. It's about saving you guys right now. I don't want you guys to be 40 and 50 years old. And the best that you have is some stupid book, Fifty Shades of Grey, because you didn't handle your relationship in the first place as you were maturating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Today's the day. Don't step into this mess. It's not... Uh, we're going to talk on this some more, Debbie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had a question about Kiki Palmer, and it just spiraled into this. Oh, my God. <laughs> Go ahead. Did Kiki lose her show? I don't know. But I, do I know think that she her did. New pictures, her new pictures came out. She was part of that whole leak. Her new pictures just came out. And I was wondering what you saw around Kiki Palmer, like as far as like how that's going to affect her, the new pictures, how this whole Ferguson publicity stunt she pulled is going to affect her, like what's around her, basically. Okay, so I'm going to pull the card. Quickly tell me, I don't know about this Ferguson. What did she pull? Oh, she went out there and was like, I'm here for the people, but she bought a whole crew of folks and was out there in heels and like she was, you know, it was all about publicity, and the cameras came it's all with about her. Kiki. And, mm-hmm. uh, she made she turned the situation from Michael Brown into a situation about her. Oh, uh, God! Um, and it. Uh, okay, you know I have a history with a lot of celebrities, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I know Kiki Palmer's mom. Oh, gosh. Okay. Very aggressive woman. Kiki mm. has her career because of Kiki Palmer's mom. She's aggressive. Really? She's a singer. Yes, she's a singer from back she, in the is day. She, but it, is she aggressive huh? like like Chris Jenner aggressive or like? Yes. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. You have no idea how aggressive this woman is. And maybe this is my revenge on her because I'm not crazy about, you know, Kiki Palmer's mom, but the more I watch Kiki Palmer, the more I see her mother in her. Mm. And I think that is so unfortunate, because I don't think she has the proper identity that she she has. I think she's 20-something. I think Kiki should be young and adorable, and I think she should be America's little black sweetheart. And it's becoming a little obnoxious, and I think it's unfortunate, but I see her mother in her. Her mother is fierce. Fierce. I'm not going to be mad at her. She made Kiki's career, but that woman is fierce. With that being said, she's ruled by... She's ruled by a very, very greedy man... And mm. a very, very assertive woman. Um, her mom. I would have to say it's her mom. And there's a man around her that 
I don't think he's white. I feel like there's somebody, I feel like a black guy, actually, that is, that knows how to use Kiki well. You, and I say it this way. He he uses Kiki well. I also think he's in cohorts with the mom. I also think that I get the four swords and the high priestess. So it's it's kind of something that maybe Kiki doesn't even recognize. Mm. Maybe it's been so instilled upon her that she doesn't even see that she's being effectively used. And I have to be careful with my language because I, okay, you know what, fuck it. I don't like her mother, all right? Fuck it, you know. I don't like her mother. She's a bitch. And <laughs> and I don't think Kiki realizes that they've infused this character. Like, this is the way she's been bred is what I'm trying to say. So, and, you know, sucks to be her because she wasn't bred to go to college and get an education, bred to be her, you know, this woman um, who I believe is her mother. And then, and it's, but it's kind of sneaky. It's kind of like I'm putting my all into her. So everything of value, my, the mom, everything in value falls on this woman. Now, they work very, very hard to get this inside of Kiki. Um Kiki is going to have some ramifications based upon mm. how she keeps presenting herself. Because I get the wow. devil card or the shadow card. Her own people are going to turn against her. Her own people. Um, and it's going to be a little fearful for her. And she's going to come out of it well. Don't get me wrong. Because something about Kiki is a money maker. She does make money constantly. Um, uh but in the same token, Kiki's also very sneaky. So as much as I want to blame her mom, she has a little bit of, it's like DNA. It's like being a drunk. She has it in her as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, no, not Kiki. Oh, really? She wants to be this role model person, you know, for the young black mm-hmm. women out here, you know, Who trying to do that. Who decided that? Do you know who decided that she was going to be the role model for black women? Her mother. Oh. I had a daughter, which I don't, but if I did, I would not choose Kiki to be the role model. Although I don't think she's doing anything wrong, to be honest with you. She's not presenting herself to be anything less than stellar, except that what's going to to come out of it is, is it's a Tyra Banks syndrome. Does that make sense? It's what I got. I'm not crazy about Tyra Banks either. Me either. Where everything is, she turns it around and make it about her all the time. It is all Tyra all the time. Everything. It's so fucking annoying, Tyra. And, Mm -hmm. yes, it's the Tyra syndrome. Kiki has the Tyra syndrome. The difference between the two, Tyra, at least, is a businesswoman. Tyra is a businesswoman. She keeps being mm-hmm. reared by other people. And what I like about Tyra is that her language is always about empowering women, her language, mm-hmm. what she says. And then she has a presentation of that. That's really, really smart of Tyra, even though pre- what precedes that in terms of empowering women and then what's after that is me, me, me. And then empower yourself. 
and this is how you do it. I am fierce. I am fabulous. Like, I love that Kara created created that. Right. And then she turns right around and she goes, and the reason why I created that is because I am fierce. I am fabulous. I know exactly who I am, and I want other women to know. And it's like, oh, Tara, damn. So I just want to hear you not bring your name into it. But I'm right. not mad at Tyra. There's something about Tyra that you can't actually get mad at. Kiki's the same way, though. It's a Tyra syndrome, but in a way where it becomes completely obnoxious. I told you, when she I, went to Ferguson and she started that whole, everybody was like, okay, why is she out here with these heels on, marching with these folks? And then she bought a whole crew, a makeup crew, cameras, everything. No. And it wasn't, it was like, it was so calculated. And it rubbed a and lot of people the, the wrong way. It, and it should rub us the wrong way because, Kiki, somebody died. So good for you and your camera crew, but... I'm not going to say you shouldn't have been there. I just wish you could have been there holding up a sign, getting the threats of being beaten by the cops like everybody else. That would have been different. I would have been, it would have been different if it had been an undercover operation. Right. That would have been different. In that environment, nobody would have known who Kiki was, by the way. Right. She's but not that it, but, popular. But you know what? People did come. I mean, celebrities did come. And they came by themselves, and they protested, and they talked to the people, That's and they right. left. There was no camera crew. There was no, I need That's to get my right. makeup done so I can go out there. That's right. I need to go out there half-dressed and, you know, just a mess. That's right. Mess. That's right. It just came across wrong. And people mm-hmm. are in the trenches right now. There's a war going on in Ferguson. That's fucked mm-hmm. up. So this is the beginning. This This plant, and again, this is not something she created by herself. This is her team of people, particularly her mom and this, this pretty guy. I feel like he's a black guy. They did this. They created this, you know. Um, ultimately, she's going to start to get some backlash. When she gets some backlash, she's going to get sick. I think even the sickness is going to be a pretense. I don't think it's going to be real. It's going to be for sympathy. And then she's going to come out and like, oh, my God, yeah, I was sick and da 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 It's all a lie. Um, and then she's going to be normal for a minute. But then something extremely major happens that truly, truly could compromise her career, and she's going to need every strength she has inside of her to um, survive it. Dang. All right, girl. I don't want to keep you any right. longer. Okay. We will You're talk. Good? We will <laughs> yes. talk. Yes. We will talk. We and... Just to pull back to your boy, buyer buyer beware. And I think what Lavender um, uh, tweeted, text, I think Lavender texted, be careful. (laughs) Wait, wait, I love Lavender. She's like, you can't get mad at Tyra because she's a lovely Sagittarian just like moi. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Here we go. My mom was a Sagittarian. Lavender. Boy, was she cocky. Like, oh, you know, in any case, I get Sagittarian. Trust me, Lavender. I get Sagittarian. <laughs> All right, girl, let me get up out of here. All right. Talk to you
How are wow. you? I'm a, uh, I'm actually doing great. <laughs> good. Good. I'm, uh, I'm kind of sick. Well, I I was really sick. This this inconsiderate person at work doesn't know how to cover her mouth, so I was Gross. pretty sick for a while. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I was just feeling so good this week, even though I was sick. Good, good. Well, you're in a state where the weather just kind of <coughs> changes drastically. Mm-hmm. Sickness is bigger over there. We actually shouldn't be sick over here. We should have allergies here, but over there, it's real. Yeah. So you guys start a little early with the sicknesses because it's up and down for the fall weather. Mm-hmm. So feel better. And Lavender, thank you for your advice on um, frontal lobe, lobe damage. Well, I I didn't want to be alarming or anything, but the nah, the be alarming. Frontal, Go for it. The the most of the time, I'm really into serial killers. Not like romantic yeah. or anything, but I used to no, watch no, no, a I lot of it. documentaries and all that. I'm not Me saying I'm too. into. I, I love shows like not that. No, 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 no. I watch. <laughs> listen, I like serial killers. I like killers. They and dissecting like one why, and then two who did it. No, 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 no. I get that. The, That's all I the, watch half the time. The what. Um, what pathologists find in serial killers or just just violent criminals in general is that their frontal mm-hmm. lobe is compromised. Shit. Really? And and that's why I was saying be careful because I mean he could he could be a nice person, but if yes. his frontal lobe is damaged and then he's also telling her that he lost his faith in God and how he was oh. lost. And then on top of that, he's drinking. And then on top of that, she's a good-looking woman. Be careful. Oh. Because, I mean, oh any, anything, can, anything can happen. He doesn't have control over his impulses, and he's drinking. Even though he's <clears> drinking, <throat> things can happen. So just be careful. All right. <clears throat> I appreciate that. I'm going to make her look up um, frontal lobe damage and really invest from from a technical standpoint what she's feeling with, you know, from this nice guy. I mean, uh, a lot lot of nice people can do some stupid things and they just weren't thinking at the time. You know, but again, a lot of serial killers, you know, most of them are nice people. <laughs> they always come across like, ah, he was my neighbor for 20 years. Who would have suspected he had 20 bodies in his basement? Well, but that doesn't mean that they were nice. <laughs> they were just a neighbor. True. Nobody expected it. <laughs> That's true. I'm just saying from a presentated standpoint. Uh-huh. You know, absolutely. Well, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, a psychic or anything. But I, I, from what she was saying, I didn't get that he's a violent person either. But just take mm-hmm. caution because there are a lot of red flags that she was talking well, about. Well, it's funny because I'm looking it up right now, and I think I'll send it to her. It's also called executive dysfunction syndrome, yes, um, yes. or vulnerable brain. 
mm-hmm. um, causes changes in personality and behavior yep. and erases inhibitions. Mm-hmm. And, and he's drinking. He's drinking. And he's drinking, which is a part of releasing inhibitions, I agree. Victims make poor decisions and do not anticipate the consequences of nope. their sometimes strange, socially unacceptable actions. If it feels good, do it. Yep. Typical of a victim of something. Shit. My mm-hmm. God, you're scaring me. Hmm. They have good cognitive and memory skills, though. They just don't know it's inappropriate. Yes. Shit. Right now. <laughs> one of one of my one of my ex friends. She had a a couple of uh, personality disorders, and one of them was um, a lack of impulse control, and. I want to say that she was a good person. We're no longer friends. She actually did something really messed up when I first came to New York, and her family's evil too. But there were days where she was, like, really helpful, a cool person, and then other days where she would just snap, does something, and you're thinking, hey, man, you have more sense than that. Why did you do that? And then she remembered that she did it, but then she will say, I couldn't really control what I was doing. I wanted to do it at the time, so I choked this bitch out. So, I mean, when she when she said that, because I have experience with people like that, well, you, I don't know. She may want to think about distancing herself because she, even if he doesn't hurt her accidentally, she could get involved with something stupid that he's that he's done and compromise herself. That that damaged frontal lobe thing is not a joke because it's 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 crazy because you know you see one side of this person and then they have a bad day and you know like my other like my friend her version of of taking back control over her life was spending having sex and drinking. And there were a couple of times where she did those at the same time, and I'm like, "What? who the hell is this? <laughs> I don't know who this kid is. You know what? I just want to tell everyone, tell Psychic America, I think it's very, very interesting because I don't think Desi was going to go there. I think it, she just kind of morphed into it. But I think because she was trying to talk in code at first. Mm-hmm. Then she was like, <laughs> well, let's just see about our friendship. And then it got revealed that there, you know, something special going on. And then yeah. she brought up. The, and here's what I want to be able to say to everyone that, that you know, listens um, to my show. Um, the show goes where it's supposed to go. It is what it is. But it's very interesting that frontal lobe damage, point of conversation, in the second hour. I think it's very important for people to look it up on the Internet, see mm-hmm. what the hell this is, and, and, and understand that this is a language that needed to be talked about today. I think, Lavender, that you saved Desi. I just think Desi doesn't know it today. Be careful around that guy. I think that I think it's amazing how people come together. Seriously. Excuse me. 
seriously. It's very organic that I'm even doing this radio show. It's very organic that, you know, Desi, you know, came on a long time ago. You came on a long time ago. And yet, today, I believe was a game changer. Why you're in my life, the radio show is here, and it has everything to do with Desi. This is what I try to tell people. Like, Let's, we don't always have to figure out the where, what's, and why. But one day it all clicks. You have that aha moment. And today's my aha moment. And I think it's for you through this channel for Desi. Because I yeah, agree with her, you. Her this. situation sounds like a train wreck ready to happen. I don't like yes! it. I yes. I don't like it. Yes. Yes. So I'm going to make her go back and listen to this aspect of the show because I think it's going to, you know, I love God, and I love how God pulls all this, you know, together, and I'm almost grateful for for this moment today. I'm grateful because I think I think we may be saving Desi from an experience that could change her life forever. So thank you. No, that's, that's no problem. I, I really wanted to to say something because she kept saying that he's a good person. And, I mean, yeah. maybe he is, but still, yeah. you know, he's, he's potentially dangerous. Whatever he could get involved in could potentially be really dangerous, extremely. God. Very. Well, very. I, I really, really get that his weekends are hell on wheels. There's a, there's a reason why he doesn't want her to see that. That's right. That's right. So just be careful. Okay. So with that being said, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. No problem. Thank you. Tell me what's going on. What do you want to know? Um, it's so it's so funny. Um, I have most of my questions are about Hollywood relationships. I guess I feel like you know I'm in the mood now. <laughs> Go for it. Um. So, wait, is it on my phone? I think it's on my phone. Um, the very first thing is Dirty Dick Drake. That's who I want to talk about first. Because Dirty, he, Dirty Dick Drake. Drake. So you're talking about Drake? You call him Dirty Dick? <laughs> yes. Okay. Community penis, community penis. He's the bicycle that has to ride everything. Um, he's Scorpio. He's Scorpio. He's available for all the sex in the world. It's 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 sad though because he has a harem basically of women around the world, mostly from mm-hmm. Toronto, and most of them are either I like Instagram quote unquote models or big booty strippers. He's really into heavy set women. Um, oh, well, he's and a black he, guy. And he took on this latest girl he took on. Her name is Lyra Galore. Um, she has mm-hmm. a history, uh, but he took her on. And for mm-hmm. whatever reason, this girl is making his other girls very upset. So now they're really upset about her for whatever reason. So mm-hmm. they're starting to talk about him in the media. And one of the girls who's talking about him is a nut job. Her name is Johnny Blaze or something like that. This lady okay. had a miscarriage on the stripper pole and went oh, to the bathroom and came back to work. She's there's 
there's a screw loose with her, and, and she's been involved with a lot of things. But she's saying that they had, quote-unquote, something going on, she and Drake, and mm-hmm. she put his text messages on blast, and she said that mm. he wanted her to be quiet, that he brought some of his goons to her doorstep to threaten her to be quiet. And when she mm-hmm. put that out there, another girl he was messing with, she said, oh, he did the same thing to me. <laughs> mm. So now my question is, you know, mm-hmm. Drake sells well. He has a, a, a decent image that's full of shit. Will, mm-hmm. His, mm-hmm. will his booty hopping be... Catch up with him. Yes. <laughs> yes. Will it catch up with him? Yes. I think um, it will, but I want to ask an authority. Yeah, here's what I see. I see, even if it does, he's going to combat the these girls. I think he purposely messes with trashy girls. I think that when they come to a, thank you, when he comes to attack him, he's going to put that back out on them. He's going to put their history back out on them. So it's kind of like you can't believe her anyway when she's this type of girl. Does that make sense? Yep. Um. I believe that's, that's the way. That's actually oh. what some of them. That's what some of them said about him. They said mm-hmm. we we know that he goes after strippers because nobody respects us. So whatever we have to say, oh. it won't matter because he's Drake and we're strippers. Right. That's what oh. some of them actually came right. out and said that about him. And they also right. said that he's the kind of person, even though he knows he isn't serious about anybody, he wants that person mm-hmm. to fall dangerously in love with him just yes. just to know that he can get them. And I'm like, yes, yes Scorpio. <laughs> but here's the thing. He can get the girl. What he likes is for the girl to fall at his knees. Mm-hmm. Getting the girl is not the problem. He likes a vulnerable girl. Oh, Lord. He likes the girl with the lack of confidence. Lord. Does that make sense? Uh, um, there's going to be a series of seven to eight women. Oh, Lord. That, that will come after him. And I feel like it's in sequence. I feel like it's going to be one person, another person was like, well, Drake, and then another person would be like, oh, well, I had to Drake. Like seven to eight women. And I feel like they're back to back to back. I don't know what long of a period. It could go from, like, a long period, anywhere between eight eight months to a year. But it's seven to eight women. Um, even though they're speaking publicly, it gets a little confusing as, mm-hmm. to, as to why they're doing it. So it even – and by the way, he has the strength to sit back and look at them like they're twisted. So it's one of those things where he's not even afraid. He's not going to try and defend himself. He's going to sit back and go, wow, another crazy one. It really sucks to be an artist. Like, he's going to say it that way. I can't you know. Him. Oh, my God. He also covers up very, very well. <laughs> he covers up very, very well. So when he puts on that pretty boy smile. He's not even pretty. Like, but he looks like he a duck on that platypus. <laughs> he puts on that pretty boy smile. When he puts on that pretty boy smile, he actually he can he transforms. Mm-hmm. So no one sees Drake for who he is in the public eye. 
people are going to come after him. A couple of people, a couple of girls will get paid off. Mm. So it is financially uh, beneficial for a few of the girls. I get like maybe three will get paid off nicely, and the rest don't even know their value, so they might get some money, and uh, maybe two, he's like, walk away. (laughs) (laughs) He He continues to work. He's very, very immature. But whatever scandal you think could be given to him, I don't think so. Uh, why? He dodges the bullet. Just when this, there could be a scandal out there, and just when you think, finally, good, I'm glad, it goes and it it goes away. Particularly because uh, maybe a couple of people get paid off very, very well. Sorry. He's, what a mess. You know, ultimately, could it turn out? that his career gets compromised? Probably, but I don't feel like it gets compromised because of a scandal. I just feel like he's not so favored anymore. It's kind of like what's happening to Chris Brown right now. You know? Mm -hmm. Kind of like, but it feels like that. Like, there's finally an album out there that just doesn't sell. And then Mm -hmm. you see the change inside of Drake because he knows he needs to fix that, change his image, and then he comes back out like the Nickelodeon character like he started out with, good, clean, blah, 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 blah. Chris can't seem to come back, come back, come back to your NBA team, his his negative image, which really upsets me because I always get these people on Twitter, do Chris Brown, do Chris Brown. I'm like, you know what, buy, you, don't ask me to do Chris Brown. If you like him so much, buy his goddamn album. But no one's buying his ex-album. <laughs> but they want me to do a reading on him? I can do a reading on him. You people like him. You say you like him, buy his album. In any case. Yeah. Drake yeah. does survive <laughs> any damage that he puts out there, and it's probably because he's smart enough Sorry, ladies, to date strippers. Sorry, ladies. And he, you know, he he becomes the victim. Unfortunate. Well, you know what? Life is a mm-hmm. charity. It goes up and down. He'll get That's his right. date. <laughs> he will. I he will. So the, evil. <laughs> the presentation is that he definitely will get his day. Don't get me wrong. That is the presentation. But even when that shows up, that's when you will see him clean up his act. He's Nickelodeon perfect again. And boom, it all falls away. So it's short-lived. What a charmed life. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It's a good life. It's a good life. Sorry. <laughs> What's right, your next so one? My second question, and actually, you know, I may, after my second question, if it's short enough, I may even ask you about um, our mutual friend over in another country. But my second okay. question is about mm-hmm. Iggy Azalea. Um I think you actually predicted this the first time you talked about Iggy, how there's going Uh to be a man who tries to bring her down. There's this guy, 
she said she used to date him when she was 16 or 17. Um, yes. Some rapper, I don't, I don't remember what his name is. He says uh-huh. that they were common law married and that um, technically he's entitled to 50% of her income and that he also has a sex tape with her. Yes, and, yes, I did predict that, yes. Um, so he's coming after her and also news about her... Her personality is coming out as well, how she's she's nice to industry people, but the mm-hmm. people she works for or, mm-hmm. or, like, set people, she's very nasty to. So I was, she looks like a I bitch. I was wondering. She looks like a bitch. <laughs> well, like you know, bitch. to me, to me, she, before, before her single did well, because her album didn't sell, mm-hmm. so let's just say before mm-hmm. her one single did well, she actually came okay. across as a, a, a likable person, despite mm-hmm. being a racist. Um, so, hmm, I didn't know she was racist. <laughs> oh, type it into Google. You'll see it. Oh, <laughs> Lord. I'll check it. She um, looks like a bitch to me, to be honest with you. I, I, she's a pretty girl. Um, yeah, she did it sure. to me. I, I missed it she, on, on that one. Well, there's a, there's a, listen, she looks like the type of girl that if you mess up her order at dinner, she's not that nice to the waitress. Uh, That's what she looked like to me. I don't know. So what's the question? Oh, so we're going to be, no, 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 who cares? (laughs) No, the question is. What's what's going to happen with this common law marriage thing with her and this guy? Oh. What, what will the outcome be? Oh, well, okay. So, um, of course, he's looking for money. Um, he's yeah. been burnt yeah. by her, so he doesn't appreciate being burnt by her. Um, she's on the attack. She actually would be better off because the exposure is there anyway. If the sex tape gets released, it gets released. It's not going to hurt her career. So at this mm-hmm. stage of the game, whatever he thinks he's holding on to, um, fight, fight, fight. I would rather see her fight for the for the sex tape rather than give him anything for the value of the sex tape. This mm-hmm. sex tape is not going to hurt her career. It's like Kim Kardashian. It would only make her career better. However, you, me, her, I wouldn't want a sex tape put out there. I know that that would be me. But if it got to the point where that's the threat and you have to pay me off, like I have to pay you off for it not to be released, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I would say let the tape be released. I think it's unfortunate. I think she has the capability of fighting this guy. Fight. Mm-hmm. Fight. He's looking for money. He's being very, very yeah. stubborn. He's disappointed that he's not... Um, enveloping in her career. Mm-hmm. He should have been there is what I'm saying. Like, he, that's what he's saying. I should have been there. Um, I also think the sex tape was leverage against her. I think he made the tape just because. I don't think wow. it was like, hey, let's, let's do the sex tape. I think he's like, hey, let's do the sex tape and just in case. I'm going to use it against you. That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think she was underage, and I think that was one of the issues yeah, that she came was. out, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think she says she was 16 or 17. But, yes. you know, she's she's always been forthcoming with how she came up in the industry. She basically, okay. she, she even called herself. She said, you know, I moved here when I was 15, 16, and I slept around. Um, okay. So she's always been very not the forthcoming. Only one. She's not the only one. Um, that's why that's I why I don't think that this guy is really going to hurt her anyway. And also, you know, she's not black, so it's not going to ruin her career. Like, you know. Exactly. And also, <laughs> there has to be no. I, I didn't even jump a beat with that one. I said exactly. <laughs> you know, she's going to be like Kim Kardashian. The sex tape is going to work to her advantage. The only way the sex tape could not work to her advantage, to be honest with you, and this is the only way that her career could get hurt, is if her booty is not real. And it shows up in the tape. It's not It's not real. She got them done at, like, 19 or 20. There, there are well, pictures out there, but people don't want to believe it. According to her fans, she ate a lot of cornbread and grits. Oh, God. That's, that makes you fat. That doesn't give you a big booty. That just makes you fat. Two different. Two different. <laughs> but it may show up that her booty is the complete, like, her body may be remarkably different than what's being presented now. And and I think, to be honest with you, I think that's what she's trying to prevent. Really? Really. Really, her biggest competitor is what's her name, Nikki. Who also, mm-hmm. from my understanding, booty is not real. Is what I've been told. Yeah, everybody okay. knows her as a fake. Okay, but or her her butt but, is fake. <laughs> but if there's a videotape out showing that Iggy's really, really isn't fake, Nikki's got her, and you know Nikki will say something out loud. I'm not a fake rapper, and I don't have a fake booty. Like, you know what I mean? Nikki will say something out loud. And what? I think that's no. the bigger I, I think that's the bigger issue. I don't think it's I, – I think it's a physical thing that she does not want this tape to come out. It has nothing to do with her spreading her legs. Everybody knows Nikki's butt's fake, though. I Well, I know, but maybe everybody doesn't. Everybody I know it is. I mean, she's even spoken about it before. She what? said, uh, "Really? Well, okay. Now listen. Nikki is a Sagittarius too. She's smart. Oh lord. Someone, yes. someone asked her. Someone asked her. I think this was last year. Uh, she was doing an interview for MTV, and one of the questions mm-hmm. was, "Have you ever gotten plastic surgery?" And Nikki looked at the camera. and She said, "I haven't gotten anything done to my face." If that's what you're asking. Ah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but and I, he mean, I mean, there. he didn't go further to say, well, what does yeah. that mean? What part of your body? He didn't go further? Well, that's well a bad the way journalist. she said it, the way she said it, she has this way about her where, mm-hmm. where there's just a finality to her tone. And then she'll yeah. look at you, and because she, she said something like, well, I didn't get anything done to my face. 
Like that's that's wow. what she said in the in the person. She's like, okay, next question. <laughs> wow. And and I remember people were responding and they say, Oh, Nikki, be quiet. We know your ass is fake. And I was like, Well, she kinda admitted it. She just said I didn't get anything done to my face. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And she was probably always prepared with that answer. She's a small girl. <laughs> Man, She's not crazy. So this sex this sex tape is about the battle of the silicone booties. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's more about that. Because the bottom line is, if like if if that gets discovered and it it shows, it's so obvious, it shows, then we've got a problem. Now she could be one of those girls that just has no booty, that it's really really flat, like no, and that's she not attractive. But that's she not attractive. So how do we listen? You can have a small booty with a little bump there. That's not a problem. But if it's one of those butts that's just flat, and I'm not saying that's what she has, but if there's a physical issue with her butt, we've got a problem. She's got a problem with her people that may not believe her uh, aesthetically anymore. Wow. It's one of those things that if she's going to, if this tape comes out, she's got to have some, like, damage control. She's got a and lot of explaining to do. Uh, and you know what? Explain it before the tape comes out. Like, it, it, it's at the point where you're like, okay, just mess up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, beat, beat the media before the media beats you. <laughs> that, I'm sorry. That's, that's fine. This is... That's-